The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. The Stanley Cup playoffs have begun, as has Game Time Decisions Radio. Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. He is Red Heat. Gabriel Morenci sits alongside the Raging Redhead. Cameron Stewart. The Stanley Cup playoffs have begun. The National Basketball Association uh, playoffs are like a a private raid. They're going to send you a text message 20 minutes before the game starts. They're going to say it's at this warehouse, uh, you know, Break the glow sticks. Yeah, on Lakeshore. Meet me on Lakeshore. <laughs> Meet me on Lakeshore. Meet me on Lakeshore. <laughs> Where's Lake? Just find Lakeshore. And incidentally, the uh, the arena actually uh, coincides with Lakeshore. You are right. Just off of Lakeshore. You take Lakeshore right to uh, right to the arena. That's the best. Take Lakeshore, turn left, and uh, you're at the arena. Just find Lakeshore. And uh, when you're sitting in traffic, you'll be sitting in track traffic with. Uh, one, uh, what is it? Uh, one leg? What do you have? A wooden leg? Uh, no, yeah, prosthetic leg. I basically. Did you ask, to, you know, for the record, yeah, Cam had a Russian bookie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he had a prosthetic leg. Did you ever actually ask him, like, hey, uh, hey, Vladimir, what happened to your leg? I would never do that. No. I, Come I was, on. That would have been like. <laughs> Would have been one of the first things I would have done. I, I, the way I would have waited, like, oh. you know, until I knew the guy for a couple of months, and oh. I would have asked him. I said, anyway, I hey, bro, really, what, I didn't what really happened know, to your life? I got to be honest with Marancy, I didn't know him for a long time because our friend who was both of our guys for a while was on hiatus, for, and then he only took over for a bit. And I got to be honest with you, I didn't really want to know the guy too well, the way he barked at me about finding Lakeshore. I was diving in plants trying to avoid this guy. When you see a Russian guy come out of a Fiero like that, just hobbling on that leg, I was like, uh, I just wanted to hand the envelope and uh, get get the hell away. He was a scary, scary guy. Yeah, asking somebody to, to meet on Lakeshore. That's like saying meet me on Park Avenue. Yeah, yeah it's like saying park and what? That's like saying meet park me, and what, meet buddy? me in Central Park. What? Meet me in Central Park. What? But where? Yeah, no, this guy didn't understand. Lakeshore is like one of the biggest streets in North America. Thanks, Boris. Vladimir. That was his name, Boris? Yeah, what? It's actually, I think it was Boris. Yeah. I thought it was, you, you call him Vladimir. It's Boris. Like, you can't even get more stereotypical than that. You know the guy who knows him, too. I've had friend some, of a uh, friend. I've had some very, uh, very, very stereotypical uh, yeah. bookie names over the years. Yeah. Vic? Vinny? <laughs> the most, uh, Frankie's a good bookie yep, name. Frank? Frankie's a good uh, bookie name, but the most uh, the most bookie name that I ever had uh, was a dude named Guido. <laughs> I used to bet with a name. A guy named Guido. Yeah, Costa, Costa and Guido. That's amazing. Costa and Guido, and uh, Guido was the bad cop. It was like good cop, bad cop. Like yeah, Costa was... was the good guy. Yeah, you know, just, you know yeah, come up yeah. with what you can, and <laughs> Guido would be the guy to, like, threaten you yeah. and stuff like that. 
What a shock. A guy named Guido would threaten people. So true. Every time a bookie tandem, there's always a good cop and a bad yeah, cop. Yeah, it's good cop, bad yeah. cop. There's, there's, or, or, the, or, the, or, the, or the good cop buys the bad cop out or, or vice versa. Yeah, and if you meet a bunch of uh, bookies and they're all bad cop uh, guys, you don't want to bet with no, them. No, you don't. We've met a few of those guys. Yeah, we know groups like that yeah, where it's like we, there is no good cop in And individuals. It's like, slow down, man. Like, where do I get this money from? Like, you know, the, 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 some of these guys, the good cop is like, Let's just shoot him, you know. And the bad cop is, I swear to God, I'm going to torture this guy. Like that's the difference. Like you get the good guy, it's like yeah, it'll be quick and painless. You get the bad guy, and it's like yeah, they might tie you up first and, and beat you with a bat for a little while. Have you ever been uh, ever hit, assaulted, or anything by your bookie? No, I was close once a long time ago before I knew you. I lived with this guy Steve, and uh, we hit a big parlay. And I didn't know Steve was betting on the side with this guy, but we won $5,800. And uh, basically, we had a joint account. He took the account and left town. Like he just got, he was gone. I don't know where he lived, where he went to. And I had to meet this guy. And I'll tell you, man, I went to this guy's place, Morency, and I opened up the drawer. And all I saw was, like, Chinese knives, nunchucks, and a bunch of loose money, 50s and 100s in the drawer. I'm like, this is going to get real ugly real quick. But the guy put me on a payment plan. So long story short, we're still here. And I wasn't here. But I thought he was going to try something with those nunchucks. I was getting really worried. I've owed, he was a martial artist, too. I've, I've owed bookies money before where I've been nervous about my situation. Yeah, I was very nervous. <laughs> it's funny. It's not even the most amount of money, but uh, the, the closest it ever came, but the guy liked me, uh, but there used to be like a collector for these bookies at a local sports bar that I used to go to. And uh, just to set an example, you know, he beat the crap out of a couple of people, yeah. like right outside the bar type of thing. Just to give you a message. Just to let people yeah. know that, yeah, screw I me. will do it yeah. if I have to do this, yeah. right? It was a little aggressive. Like, you used to beat people up for, like, 600 bucks. Yeah, that's not you, you, Yeah, this is, like, 1990. Yeah. That was a different era. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so usually you can't like, touch somebody for a few dimes. That's, like, 1,200 now or something. Come on. It's like, but, you yeah. You can't lay a hand on a no. guy for anything under a couple thousand. No, but then he started to enjoy it and stuff. But I knew the guy for years, like, before he was a collector. Like, I knew him when he was a teenager and stuff. Yeah. So I sort of thought I was in with the guy, right? Yeah. You're, so in, you're I, in till you don't till you owe money. Then I found myself on the list. Oh, geez. So I was on the list, and um, <laughs> yeah, I basically got a warning like on the Wednesday before the Friday that uh, you know you better come up with the money. And then like on the Thursday, I got like a call. If you think uh, because we know each other, and uh, we went down to so side, basically, I got severely threatened. But, uh, you know, we've been threatened by, you know. Lots of people. Yeah, people throw the loose threats out. The best is Cam got a text from someone once and said, I'm going to freaking kill you. I'm sending people right yeah, now. Oh, I, uh, Cam responds to the guy, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I owe you, like, nothing. I don't even owe you anything. Yeah, that was guy, the guy response. Sorry, wrong, wrong person. Yeah, that, that's, what it, that's what I'm dealing with at, like, 4.52 a.m. I'm going to kill you. I go, what? <laughs> yeah, we dealt with some real class acts, Morency. Yeah, that guy. Uh, uh, he's trust me, he's still lingering. That guy sent me so many texts uh, once. I, I finally got pissed, and uh, I was like, "Listen, this is my address. <laughs> like, let yeah, me, like you, you want to let, deal let, with? Let's deal with this." I then. said, "Let's just meet now." He I'm goes, "I'm calling swear. your bluff." Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was like, "I'm going to do this." I'm going to. I said, "Listen." Sure I said, "I'm here right now." I said, "Here it is. You want to yep. meet? Let's talk." And uh, he still knows a couple people we know. So, yeah, no, he's kind of off the radar now. I don't deal with that guy anymore. No, Much trouble. We could spend the whole show talking about bookies. And, uh, There's a couple nice ones out there, though. Yeah, they're, you know, listen, not every bookie's a bad guy. No. They're not all bad guys. I'm good about 90, 90, 
95% of them are. My my recommendation to people is do not bet with bookies. No, it's uh, you can only credit. Get, you can only get in trouble. You can only get in trouble, and there's only going to be problems if you win a lot of money. And if you win, you're going to end up just giving it back to the guy. It, it rarely ends well with bookies. No, it doesn't. Like, it rarely, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to bet with this guy. Now I don't. And he's a great guy, and we never had a problem. It just like, <laughs> like besides besides our one guy that we know. Like actually, I, I, yeah, like, Al, he's the nicest guy. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, nice I'm gonna tell you a story about he's Al. Like, though. Yeah, but the thing is, he's a nice guy. He is a nice guy because basically, I built his garage for him. And uh, you built uh, you built a basement yeah. and his gaming room, and we put his kid through we put his kid through college. I know. He even, but I will say this: he even told me once. He said, "I went to his wedding." He said, "You and Cam are paying for the renovations of my house. Now I'm having a kid." Know what the worst? I told was? him. I said, "That's just great." Know what the worst said, was? I said, "Yeah, good for you." The I worst said, Isn't that nice? Brent, I gotta tell you this one too. I was like, "At least my money's going somewhere." I owed him sixty one hundred bucks, right? And he had a kid. And I, I'll never forget, I was on, like, a payment plan with him, like, it was probably eight years ago. Anyway, and I roll in, I see this guy, he's got a new van with a baby seat. He's like, yeah, that's that, that's the 61. Like, basically, he's driving around in this shitty Chrysler that I paid for. I'm like, damn it, I bought you a damn car. I will say this, though. This guy's come back to my life. He really likes you because I know, like, he's forgotten about your stuff. But the thing is. No, I've got a set of money. No, 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 he, no, he, no, Marenzi, you don't understand. He called me this week and goes, Hey, can you get me some stuff? So I assume, you know what I mean? What, you want some pop? Like, I'll put it in my plastic can. <laughs> what do you want? Like, you know, you want half ounce? Like, what do you want? Like, knock it off the debt. And then I come by, so he picks up the pot, and he gives me a note. He goes, what the hell's this? He goes, I was talking about money. I go, money? I go, you haven't asked me for money in six months. He goes, well, I kind of need it now. So I'm like, great, man. So he called me last week. I got to meet him this week. Put some money in the can. I owe God. I owed the God, guy. God, man. This is, you can't this is, shake these guys. It's not one of my. It was it was actually my worst day ever. But uh, yeah, I owed the guy twenty five thousand dollars. Oh, I, I know. I owed him about eighteen. <laughs> Trust me, me and you were on his list. Big thing. No, we owed him so, like combined forty. Like, I'll be honest with you. I got it down to like six, seven range. And that's good. It's yeah, good which work. is quite a lot of good it faith. Is. That, no, you know me. what I mean? I paid all mine off. It was a lot of good faith. And I basically hit the wall at one point. Yeah, I was like, come like, on. I was like, dude, I was thinking like, you're going to knock off. And, come on. You know, and it's funny because he's invited me back. You know, last time he's like, just come back. But I'm thinking, yeah, but, you know. Renzi, he invited me back. It's like, yeah, but I owe, like, you know. I accepted the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the. It's I owe you know the I owe him like dime, but oh, yeah. he, if, want, he wants like three hundred bucks. If this you week, bring some like, guys in, yeah, I'll knock yeah, off yeah. this. He gives me like, the big uh, speech. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I got percentage. Let's get a consortium going. I've heard all. I mean, you can write a book about this shit. Like, you know what his problem is though? Everybody lost. Like he wiped everybody. Oh, I know, out. and he and he's not a bad guy. No, he isn't. Because yeah. I remember, I remember talking to a bookie about that and. I said, how are things going? And I said, man, you're killing me. And it was like on a weekly basis. I was meaning the guy. 3,000, 5,000, 6,000. I was happy when I'd only be giving him 1,200. Exactly. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Here's your stupid envelope, right? And uh, I was like, man, you're just killing it, huh? And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, don't feel bad. Not alone. He goes, no one's winning. No one's winning. And I said, wow, it's a good, uh, good start to the year for you. And he goes, no, it's terrible. It's week seven. Everyone's topped out already. Yeah, exactly. They want you to hang around for the season. If everybody That's loses thing. right yeah, away, exactly. it takes, takes everyone out. It's like in Vegas. Like they, you know, you got to win a little bit. It's a great point. People Otherwise, you know, get there Friday and you know, you're done. 
you can't spend, you can't even buy dinner. They're not making any money off you. you know? Great point. Great point. No, and I remember his partner too. Back in the day, people were winning with his partner, and his partner got into, involved in some other business. He's like, screw this. And the minute he went on his own, he started killing people. Like he, you said it, man. Wow. Anyway, I got to meet him this week. Well, last he doesn't night, want weed. He wants money. Last night we slayed. We slayed the, the National Hockey Ooh, League. Yeah, I total got, king. The total king. I got slayed. Uh, in the National Basketball Association. Those are some bad beats, That's though. a stupid, meaningless night. You want a bad beat. I had the Denver Nuggets, oh, yeah. plus four I was points. on the Nuggets, not as much as you, but I was on them. The game, you know, the, nobody scored the last two minutes. It was tied. If just yep. somebody would have freaking scored the last, like, oh, it was just so frustrating. I knew if it went to overtime, I was going to get screwed, and I did. They ended up losing by six in overtime. And I never bet on unders. I hate unders. I hate them. I never bet on unders in basketball or football. Anytime I do, I get screwed in some weird way. It was like 98, 98 oh, I know. two minutes left. Exactly. They go to overtime, overtime at 101, 101. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? It was, it was, dude, it was a sure shot under. It was 18 points under the number. Exactly. But no, 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 no. It's got to go to overtime. Brick City, Jokic is a great player. But man, he, he misses a lot of shots in close. He was uh, he was sloppier than uh, than Poppy on Seinfeld. <laughs> hey, sloppy, sloppy was Poppy. Yeah, and Poppy was sloppy. Jokey was uh, with Poppy yeah. and sloppy. Yeah, it was it was it was a disgrace. It was very frustrating. Like I said, he carried this team. He's a great player. Yep. But in the last two minutes of that basketball game last night. He turned the ball over like three times. He took a bad shot. He put people in bad positions. And they kept on dialing up plays to go to him over and over and over again. Yet, he's the guy, so I get it. Yet, I don't know if he, he was the right guy at that time. And to be honest with you, my main man, Will Barton, missed like a yep. six-foot floater with, uh, with about 18 seconds left in the game that would have tied the game again when they were doing a little free-throw game. That was the dagger. The problem is Denver had won six in a row. Denver were in this frantic, frenetic finish, you know, over the last, like, two and a half, three weeks. They were grinding. It finally caught up to them. Like, when it went to overtime, they just hit Done. the wall. Yep. They were just tired. You could see you could see in their body language. You could see when it went to overtime. I saw Paul Millsap's face. And Millsap just sort of had, like, uh, like, and he sort of, like, swore, like, uh, and <laughs> I think, like, they, he sort of knew they were running out of gas. And plus, the game was in Minnesota. So now Minnesota gets into the playoffs. They get the Houston Rockets, and the Houston Rockets are actually 40 to 1. 40 to 1. Minus 4,000. Thanks. Yeah, 40 series, to 1. Uh, series favorites. Uh, came down actually to 35 to 1 now. Little quick, uh, quick, quick adjustment with the number. It's damn high, man. It's high. Minnesota, they'll be lucky to win a game. If in Minnesota the weren't so gutless, I'd take them. I don't, you know, to me. You can't trust the Houston Rockets at thirty-five to one against anybody. No, no, that's not that that that's insane. Thirty-five to one, like, come on, like, what do you? What would you make that line at if in your sports book, Marenzi Sportsbook? What would you lay Houston down at? I'd make it like uh, minus uh, twelve hundred to fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. I was going to say fifteen, sixteen hundred. You know, minus twelve hundred to fifteen hundred. Problem is, they're trying to encourage people to bet on the Minnesota sure Timberwolves here. So yeah, you can get fifteen to one. 15 to 1 on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, I've seen some. Yeah, 15, uh, 15.5, 6, a couple plus, of 16s plus 1500. So the Philadelphia 76ers take on the Miami Heat. The Philadelphia 76ers are minus 500 series 
favorites. We'll go over the numbers uh, for game one a little bit later on. We'll, we'll hit the NHL tonight as well, but let's just give you the series prices for the association. So the Sixers are minus 500 against the Miami Heat. The um, Trailblazers and the Pelicans, that'll be a fun series. Sure will. Trailblazers are minus 225. I think the Pelicans are actually a live dog at plus 185. So do I. I, was, I got two That's dogs. That's a competitive on. series. I got I to got, got take the Pelicans at plus 175. I think they can win. The Milwaukee time. Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Another one. Celtics are minus 145. To me, what? You like Milwaukee at plus 125? Yeah, it's, it's almost going to be a trendy pick. It seems low, but Celtics got injuries. But that's Boston not line's going low. That's low. There's not enough value for me. Would you get? What would you take Milwaukee at? I would lean. Plus 180? I think Boston's going to beat them. I sort of lean Boston. Low line. People, low line. People, like, like, listen, I know the Kyrie Irving isn't there, but. They're still pretty good. They play a better defense, too. What's Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah. The problem is Mark, Marcus Smart is a key uh, for them. That's that's big right there. But they're still good. Stevens is good. You know, it's tough trusting the Milwaukee Bucks. The Greek freak is great, but they're kind of inconsistent. That's going to be a seven-game battle. I'm just stating I don't see enough value on either side here. The San Antonio Spurs get the Warriors. Warriors are 14-to-1 favorites in this uh, series. Spurs have no shot, even though the, the Warriors are beat up. Our Toronto Raptors, minus 700 against the Wizards. Yikes. Too high. Too high. They should be like minus 450. I agree. Cavs are only minus 600. Yeah, Feels that, low. They're, they're a lock. Feels low. Pete Annapolis will join us. We'll talk basketball. Simon Talikis. It's the Greek Power Hour. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844 844- 84FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Red Eat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. He is Cam Stewart. we got a lot of stuff to get to on the program. Pete Annapolis, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen, will talk basketball with us. Uh, Pete, uh, basketball lifer, will also uh, be one of the analysts on RDS television throughout uh, the NBA playoffs and one of the international feeds. And uh, it's the Greek Power Hour. we got Pete Annapolis, and uh, we've got Simon Talikas. Can, nice. can you spell that? Talikas? T-A-L-E-K-U-S. Talikas. No, T-S. Ooh, okay. It's one of those, uh, you, oh, know, you, know, you don't yeah, say it. Talikas, Talikas, Talikas. It's, like, it's like you're tricking me again with Los yeah. Angeles twice. Talikas, come on, Morassi. What is this? <laughs> Tough game show you put me on. Yeah, Simon Talikas will join us. He's a uh, radio host in Montreal on uh, TSN 690. And uh, I want to get his take on this series tonight, actually. Um, the the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs because of course the Montreal Canadiens two two rivals are the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs although 
the Canadians Maple Leaf rivalry is one of the most overrated rivalries in the history of overrated rivalries. There's no rivalry. A bunch of people come, you know, they wear Canadians jerseys at the Leaf game and they, hey, how you doing? Hey, it's Serge. There's no rivalry. They come down and I'll tell you it's one thing. There's no anger. No, no, no. Honestly, like, yeah. I, I remember I went, I, I remember uh, I once, um, Oakley, the other guy I do my radio show with, he invites me to, I've never been to a Montreal-Toronto game. I always get, like, the wild and all the, you know, the bottom feeders and stuff, right? So I'm like, well, I get to go to a Canadians uh, Leaf game. It's like Same I was, thing. when I was a kid yeah. with my grandpa. Yeah, you got all the crap games. I swear to God, I saw the Minnesota North Stars and the Washington Capitals, like, 40 times. How come I job. see Bobby Smith every day yeah, of my I, life? I never saw Bobby Clark. And <laughs> I, saw the I saw the Flyers once, Cam, when I was a kid. Yeah, I saw every piece of crap team, but anyways. That's yeah. the same thing as we know, but there's got, you know, you said it. There's Leaf fan taking pictures with Hab fan. There's no, there's no hatred there. It's just a bunch of guys. Ooh, it's it's a fake rivalry almost. But we're at Boston and, and uh, Boston Montreal, and Montreal is real. That, because real. I remember I was not even wearing Habs gear and I went to Boston and this guy jumped on my cameraman he's going, I'm going to kill you. Screw you Canada. He's like, he went wild. Like, this was a twenty, thirty thousand dollars camera. Our cameraman's like, buddy, I'm going to kill you if you the come The correlation here. though, nobody likes Boston. No. This is what it comes down to. You know, Boston sports fans, you guys, you know, you feel they, like they you're, the, you're like the big victims yeah. in all this, but yeah. You're, you're quasi-racist. Yeah, you are. Um, you know, you're xenophobic. Lots of success in that city, too. The old, uh, yeah, well, there never used to be. And then they got all cocky. Remember, it's like the Red Sox. I actually used to feel sorry for the Red Sox till they won. Then I remembered. Why do I feel <laughs> yeah, sorry for exactly. these guys? Um, you know, if you go down the list, you know, it's a lot of the, the anti-French stuff. You know, frog this. Oh, and, yeah, there was that. a lot of that. You can always tell a, a teenager, you can know, you know, always tell people from Boston and Montreal, okay? They don't wear jackets, like for some reason. They're the ones that don't wear jackets, and they're the ones throwing up on St. Catherine Street because <laughs> they can't handle their booze. So, you're no, right. It's like, I don't you're understand. Right. Like, walk around, they're all walking around cold in like their, their dress shirt, and they think they're, you know, they're, yeah, good for you. You look like a Wahlberg there, bro. So, they're walk, walking around in their dress shirts, and they all act surprised that it's cold. It's like, dude, it's the same weather in Boston that it is in Montreal. Like, what, is this surprising to you? You think you're going to Hawaii? <laughs> <I know. laughs> going, well, I'm going to ask Tony Sincata. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask Tony Sincata that. I mean, Sincata said that he went to Montreal when he was a youngster, actually. Yep. You know, to get, because it's, uh, you, they don't card you. Now they do. It's different. Oh, I don't yeah. know, actually. I'm a 47-year-old yeah, man. You don't so have to worry, don't have to worry about that stuff. But I used to go to bars in Montreal when I was like 13 and stuff, oh, 14. Yeah. You know, not get carded. You couldn't go to every bar, but you sort you know they let you. You would know. You know, it was sort sort of a free for all. Fifty cent kamikaze strippers. That's Montreal. Yeah, it was a no door policy. I remember when I was young, I used to get in, but I've always had facial hair and stuff. You know, kind of a bear, a gorilla. Yeah, you've always looked like uh, I've looked older. I was the guy who used to get our buddies' beers all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put Cam in a tank top with that fur, and don't worry, put some chains on him. He'll be okay. <laughs> Twenty-four Brador. Oh yeah, and you order something real crap too, like like your old man would drink the bad stuff. Molson extra stock, the one with the anchor. Yar, yar. Brodeur, the champagne. Oh, bro, Brodeur. That, that stuff goes down like maple syrup. It's thick. It's nasty. It's nasty. You're right. You drinking 24 of those is a challenge, and I love to drink. There's a lot of there's a lot of Canadian beers that are out of business now because they weren't good. Black Label is that still? I know. I haven't seen a. I know what Black Label might have been the last casualty because I used to drink that stuff because it was cheap. I've got I haven't drunk seen on one in Black a while. Label. Carling Black Label used to be the best ghetto cheap beer going. They used to opinion. serve it at a goth bar. I used to go really. To. Yeah, I used to go to like a Nine Inch Nail sort of dark, dark goth. Tight, tight leather and Black Label. Yeah, yeah, tight typo negative. You know. No. 
Black, 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 number one. <laughs> yeah, I used to Good have drink. A, I used to have a thing for goth girls. They're nice. I, you still do, probably. Nah, if, I you get, if you step aside the domicile, I, you might see something. I have a thing for like, all girls. That's the thing. I don't really have a type. I got to be honest with like, you. Like I don't, you know, like I was walking around the supermarket today, and it was <laughs> it was out of control. Like I know that like nobody talks to anybody by Marenzi Studio, but man, like it's just the people here are just beautiful. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> you understand something? I live in the like in, in the boonies, right? Like I don't see. I like the people in my area are so beat down. You know, they don't look good. They don't get dressed up. A lot of jogging pants and stuff, you know what I mean? Kind of quit. Here, it's like everybody's always dulled up. Like, I'm wearing the same thing as yesterday. I feel like a slob. Yeah, it's a high-end It's a high-end uh, it's a high end, uh, it's douche, a high, yeah. douchebag factory. It is, it is. Not a lot of highs. How you doing? Actually, I, I met a guy in, uh, in the burger joint today. He said, say hi to Morenzi. We took a picture. He's like, I got them. I told them about the Fantasy Sports Network, so we got some more listeners to pull the tune in. Get the app. Figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> where are you guys? It's figure, like, figure I don't it understand for people. This is what I don't understand about people. If you're asking where we are, but you still watch sports, it's not like you're not going to not watch sports for six damn years. Like, if somebody's like, hey, man, I love Gabe. Like, where's he at? Wouldn't you try to find out where he's at? Yeah, but uh, what I don't understand is. And you're on is, Twitter all the time. I'm I, just a social. I, I don't go on social media like you. What I don't understand is I have people on Twitter that actually ask me. Um, like, oh, you have a radio show or, you know, you have a TV show? And it's like you're on Twitter. It says in it's my, my Twitter, Twitter profile, <laughs> there's links. Like, that's the whole point of the description of what we call the Twitter profile. <laughs> People are stupid. And they're like, no, I'm just dead serious. Like, yeah. people are stupid. What, my backyard? Whose backyard? How do you get in here? Who are you with anyways? No, 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 no. I just need to order some fish because they don't deliver. Who are you with? Who let you in here? Like, people people are dumb. And you know, why do you think, uh, listen, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola doesn't need to spend money on advertising, you would no, figure. They, no, they need to remind people. Because people are dumb. They need to just, like, continuously I don't, remind people. I don't like that new campaign with those millennials. It really pisses Cam's me off. Cam's need to be reminded, though, to buy a Pepsi. No, I don't. I just... What, I, what, what, who, who, what with millennials? Well, the new chick with the army coat. If you want to live in a yurt, live in a yurt. And that idiot oh. uh, and the comic guy who did, did the movie, the, the East Indian guy. These guys don't even drink. They, I can tell you, the way they drink the product, like, me and you would actually be going... Like, we'd be sucking back, like, on a Pepsi yeah, commercial. Know, I'd be guzzling it. But, you know... I noticed these commercials now, and like you said, uh, they're, they're, hipsters. they're hipsters. Yeah, hipsters. hipsters. It's like some flavored, flavored Coca-Cola yeah, and all this stuff. Little jogging pants. But they're basically pushing the, the thing that it's okay to have a Coke. That's what they're, they're pushing. Because to a lot of these uh, hipsters, drinking a Coca-Cola to us is like doing a line of cocaine. Really? It's like, yeah, it's like, should I do this? I don't know. I don't know if it's good for me. Well, they're yeah. scared. Like, yeah, they're the new people... And I'm not going to pick on millennials. I got to tell you, Marenzi, if it's like a line of Coke, I'm doing I'm doing eight balls. I pound Pepsis. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Compared to like a normal average person, yeah. yes, you are consuming uh, a lot of Pepsi. It would freak them out. Yeah, I've I've got it down. I used to drink about five or six a day. I drink about three now. Three cans. It's about a liter. It's not too bad. I don't believe you. It's it's actually true. I wish we had a lie detector test. I do one in the morning, one after our show. I wanted to get a lie detector one, one test. At night. I wanted to get a lie detector test for the show in the old days I would with Eric Cohen. No, I got to be honest, because he lied so much. I, I was know. like, I just, I was like, man, if I had a detector, I could just put him on the spot on the air. Oh, it's such a great. Is no, this I, true, Cohen? I, I got to be honest with you, Marenzi. 
I want you to get that lie detector. I think it's a wicked idea. I think we should bring people on. We can open up the collars, see all the all the bull too. No, it's a great idea. How much does a yeah. lie detector cost? Like, yeah, there's got to be an old one at a police station that we can we pick can't, up. We can't put collars on a lie detector. Uh, we could do a lot of things, but the problem is, <laughs> no, the problem is, we actually have to find a guy because we, we can't do it ourselves. You need like a doctor, yeah, somebody need, to administer need, the test. We need like a pathologist yeah, or one, yeah, watching, like a criminologist. I was yeah. actually watching Lieutenant Kenda uh, homicide hunter the other night, and that's how he bagged the guy. The guy rattled after his. Polygraph test. I'm not even admissible in court, dude. What are you? What are you doing? Like he could have got away with, but he was a very nervous guy. Well, we want to welcome uh, the NYPD uh, Police yes, Union exactly. uh, to the Fantasy Sports Network. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, maybe we can uh, maybe we can call the yeah, NYPD but, and ask them if they got an old uh, lie detector test uh, kick, kicking around. Yeah. They don't need anymore. If we we need an old polygraph machine yeah. and hopefully a guy that can run the polygraph machine for a very cheap price. Is there anybody in the building? Like who? Who are we going to hire? We're going to put it out on uh, Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. Polygraphist. <laughs> polygrapher. Polygrapher. Yeah, I think it's polygrapher, is it? I don't know. We, we both went to, I went to community college. You went to the school of hard knocks. Po- po- polygrapher? <laughs> polygrapher. I think that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I just threw that out there. Polygraph. No, nah, polygrapher sounds Poly- wrong. Polygrapher. No, it's not a polygraph. It's a polygrapher. You're probably or right. Or a polygraph. And ask, like, I don't know what else we'd call it. Like, what else would the guy be? Polygrapher. So, yeah, our first order of business is Cam says he'd only drink three cans of Pepsi a day now. It, it fluctuates, but I'm saying three well, on now, now, now we're to fluctuates. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to lie on the machine. <laughs> I've done two, and I've done six. Like, I'm saying I kind of hover around the three, three and a half is my spread. That's the thing. Marantz, yeah. Hey, buddy, you used to drink You are two. drinking less alcohol. Oh, yeah. No, no, me. I'm, I'm not impressed I, by you. I'm not one to talk. I know. No, but you I'm you, not one to talk. You don't drink the same stuff. I used to drink. I used, used to, to drink, drink two liter or more a day. Yeah, so that's the equivalent of about six cats. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so, why we both yes, have. Yes, I'm not. Yeah. I think that's why we have stomach problems. I, I'd have to be, believe that's part of it. I went, uh, I went cold turkey. That's tough. I quit smoking before I quit Pepsi. I used to smoke. I used to smoke cigarettes. And yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Johnny Health Nut or anything. I have a smoothie. I drink water. I drink. Yeah, well, I drink. I a stay lot off of the fast food. So I've made some. Uh, I've made some life changes. Uh, but at the same point in time, um, I don't drink. Uh, yeah, I'm not pounding back a two liter uh, with dinner anymore. No, that's good. That's a good thing. It's like Ted Teven used to tell me: everything in moderation. So now I have a can of ginger ale. Just one one can. Ginger ale's not as bad either. It's got some he- healing properties in it. Yeah, I know. That's it's still I'm got a lot of sugar. I tell myself. Yeah, that's what I tell you. It's the truth. I'm amazed I'm not diabetic already, to be honest. I think we are, because like sometimes yeah. I can't feel my left foot, but I just haven't gone to the doctor to confirm it yet. But, yeah, I think I have prediabetes, definitely. I, I, am... I, I fit all the ticks. There's five things on the commercial with the sheep. There's a commercial of a bunch of sheep at yeah. a disco, and they're like, are you diabetic? And I'm five for five. So my biggest, go uh, see the doctor. My biggest uh, issue right now, I think, with health is uh, I, can't, uh, I can't see anything. <laughs> I can see. I can see, but... Everything's kind of a constant blur. Yeah. My favorite thing was when we were doing... Like, like I can't read directions yeah. off the back. Exactly. Like, I was trying to make Hamburger Helper the other day. I've got to look online now. Like, I just punch, yeah. like, anything. Big, hamburger big, Helper big, directions. Big, big font. Well, that way I can read it off the screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, like, yeah, like, like, how the hell are you supposed to read this little oh, stuff I, on the back oh, of these boxes? I, I, no, it's tough. It's very tough. And I had better than 2020 vision. I got. By the way, unless you're 14 years old, how the hell are you going to read that? Do you like the taco flavor hamburger helper? It was on sale on uh, and reduced for a dollar 49. I was going to buy it for you, it's but, if okay. you don't like it, but if you don't like it, I'm not going to buy it. Like, I uh, figure if I'm going to eat hamburger taco, uh, 
um, taco. I'm going to just make tacos. Yeah, that's a good point. Instead yeah. of, you'd rather have tacos than have tacos and lasagna. Now, yesterday when I was on with Craig Carton, and uh, you guys got to tune in to, uh, to Craig uh, and friends are killing it with our boy, uh, Corey Parson. Love Corey, the fantasy exec. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Carton's uh, killing it. Great uh, stuff uh, with Michelle as well. So, um, Ken, uh, he invited me into a contest. They're putting together the super contest of all super contests on the Craig Carton Show. NFL? NFL. Yeah. How much? Well, this is the thing. What's the entry? The entry is a little pricey. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess five dimes. A hundred thousand dollars. Good luck with that. <laughs> you could if you own the place or the studio, you no, can sell the studio well, to enter the contest. I said, who's in so far? I said, who's in this so far? He's like, I'm in. Lou, my own's in. I don't know. Is Cardano in? Are you out there, Mike? Are you, are you getting in on this? Wow, hundred thousand bucks. You got. You need partners. Yeah, that's the thing. You're allowed. So, you're allowed partners. Are you allowed ten partners at ten dimes each? That probably makes sense. Yeah, but I don't even know if we can come up with ten people with ten dimes each. Yeah, I don't know. T Bone seems to have a lot of money. He, he can. He finds ways to get ten grand. Yeah, he gets hit by uh, <laughs> by people in cars. <laughs> what about Jordan? T Bone? Shit, we can't even sell the horse for ten grand. T Bone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you a deal. We get a percentage, T-bone's, you get a horse. T-Bone's like a... Ma- yeah, you know, it's a good point, Carton. If you're listening, Carton, we'll throw our horse at yeah, stake. Well, yeah. Yeah, buy buy our horse. We'll put our horse. He's worth about 85, but give us 10. No, yeah, well, he actually had. He had a he had a brand value of about 12K. He used to. At yeah, one point. He was worth 12.5. I'd say he's worth six now. Seven. Yeah, he's in run. Like, I knew. Five. Like, how is it a good idea? To have him run on the Tuesday and the Sunday. It wasn't a good idea. You know. I watched the race. When I got into the horse racing industry at first, I was like, I'm going to defer. I'm not going to be one of these sort of guys that, like, uh, you know, bitches at the jockey and the driver and the trainer and stuff. They're professionals. Yet, these guys have driven us right into a damn ditch. And I swear to God, like, I'm not, you know, I've been around. I've been betting on horse my whole life. And I swear, every damn decision has been made. I'm thinking, this isn't a good idea. And then they do it. And then it, I'm like, wow, they're the experts. And then it just ends up worse. So we run back-to-back races. First off, he's not even 100% back. Then suddenly, no, no, he's great. We can go. And then after we get a text, oh, yeah, I think his, uh, his leg's uh, a little messed up. Yeah. And no kidding. He just ran two races in four days. That's not racing this week. That horse could barely beat you and me in a race right now. We're rolling out twice gotta in a week. i to be honest with you. I'm taking chances with me. I'm fast for my size. You see me do my 60-meter uh, dash. Yeah. So now, now, like, you know, I, I wish I would have been more hands-on to begin with. Yeah, I know. But we're not invited. I mean, you got to remember something. You're in the hierarchy of the horse. You get texts like people talk to you. I get my messages through you. Like I don't even. I don't even I've been to one of these meetings. I don't even know what the hell's going on. We need an update. We better be running on Tuesday. Uh, we'll go check it out. I got the thing on my phone. We'll check it in the break. But uh, no, I, I know I checked it out. He said he was running this week, so I don't know if he's running next week either. Like if he's off for another couple weeks, it's just like piss it away again. Like let's just sell him for six thousand dollars right and, now and, and get one. Put put the six thousand dollars. Uh, put the six thousand dollars on the Minnesota Timberwolves the plus uh, plus fifteen hundred. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand, or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out now. You can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise, no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. 
Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. tuning in right now. Well, Big Will. Camp down to three Pepsis a day. Doesn't believe him. <laughs> no one believes me. Uh, I made some good life choice, Gabe. Our boy Pushy. Got to love Pushy. Yeah, Pushy's always pushing the envelope. Pushy, uh... Pushy says, yeah, you guys got to get this lie detector test. No, I don't know. If we can find a way to get a polygraph machine, that's that's a game changer for everything. Craig Martin says, Cam, that's a lot of sugar. It's, it's not that bad, actually. Like, it, it's, a, it's a lot of sugar. I used to drink it's 41 grams per can. I used to drink 41 grams per can. So what, three sodas? It's not that bad. 123 grams of sugar in three cans. What about no, the other? Not, what about, what about not, the other sugar? Not that not good, are, that's just that's just sugar from beverages. Yeah, what about the rest of your life? You used to pound like six, eight, 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 six, eight cans a day. I don't tell you how many coffees I have on top of the Pepsi's too. Yeah, that's the problem. Anyway, let's not let's not go over this stuff. Let's, let's just talk let's, to Pete about basketball. Let's bring Pete Annapolis in uh, right <laughs> now. He's our dietitian. Cam, Cam Cam looks like he's got an interesting bag today. It looks like it's stacked. You just bought the bag, and it's already cracked open. You put so much crap in There's there. There's a few extra items in the bag. So if you want to play what's in the bag later, it could be an interesting uh, who, who, uh, guessing will be fun today. Pete Annapolis stepped up and in and joins us. RDS at television. They're going to be covering the NBA uh, playoff. Pete's going to be one of the analysts. Pete, former assistant coach of the UMass Minutemen. Always a pleasure. Pete, how you doing? I'm doing excellent, gentlemen. Feeling good. I got my sugar rush for the playoff. All right. So we're going over the series prices. <laughs> Uh, we got up to uh, the Toronto Raptors, minus 700 against the Washington Wizards, plus 500. Cleveland Cavaliers are minus 600 against the Pacers. Rockets, we mentioned, 35-1 to 1 favorites against uh, Minnesota. 35-1, to 1, you heard me correctly. Utah and Oklahoma City. So, Pete, when we're looking at what, you know, the odds makers say, they say the most competitive series are the Portland Trailblazers and the Pelicans, the Bucks and the Celtics, and the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Out of the eight playoff matchups, which one are you most looking forward to watching? Which series? Like, if you have to pick, all right, I'm going to watch this series. Which series are you picking to watch? Well, there's a lot of great series out there, uh, and it stems from last night, man. What an unbelievable night, the last day of the regular season. I was flipping channels. I was tweeting. It was unbelievable. Uh, But I'm really intrigued. Um, Obviously, RDS will be covering the Raptors and the Washington Wizards. Uh, we'll be following that closely, but the OKC Utah matchup is someone is a matchup that I'm really excited for. When you look at what Utah's been able to do this year, uh, after losing Gordon Hayward, after losing George Hill, losing Rodney Hood uh, via trade this season, come back and everybody thought they were going to be out of the playoffs, and um, they're a legitimate team that could win a first-round playoff matchup. Just getting into the playoffs is a win for Quinn Snyder and his staff. Rubio. Mitchell against Russell Westbrook is going to be must-see TV. Probably Mitchell will be guarding Westbrook. Uh, you're looking about the first rookie to lead his team in scoring and lead him to a playoff position since Carmelo Anthony with the Denver Nuggets. Um, Utah's been an unbelievable Rudy Gobert defensive player of the year favorite. Uh, they move the basketball. They play with an edge. They play with excitement. They believe they're going to win. So uh, on the other side, the expectation Oklahoma City, the big three, Westbrook triple-double, Paul George, inconsistent, especially with the three ball, but 
keep what this is. This stretch. is why they brought him in. Right? right, everything that happened before in the regular season with the Oklahoma City Thunder is irrelevant right now. This team was built for the playoffs. They were built, um, you know, to go on a playoff run. We'll see if Paul George. I never thought the chemistry's been great there uh, with this with this roster, but this is this is Russell Westbrook time. I think he's gonna, you know, he's gonna elevate his game even more right now. And Oklahoma City are a dangerous team. I wouldn't want to play them. You know, put up to shove. I'm actually leaning with the Thunder as good as the Utah Jazz run has been. I got to lean with the Oklahoma City Thunder to win this series. I would echo those sentiments. I mean, when you look at what uh, Westbrook's been able to do the last two years, and he feels a lot more confident, I think, what are you going to get from Carmelo, right? Can he get you some rebounds? Can he shoot 40% from the field? Um, they played big games down the stretch. They've won them. I think OKC... If they can get by Utah and then potentially a matchup with Houston, I think they're not afraid of the Rockets. They go on a long run, but again, uh, they're going to have to take the care of business first at home the first couple of games. They'll, they'll life and they'll be up going to oh, going back to Utah, but having home court is really prevalent for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hey, Pete, uh, just looking at Philadelphia and just how hot they are going in, winning 16 in a row, I'm looking at them, yeah, five, minus 500. Yeah. The Raptors are minus fi- uh, 750. What's Miami got other than experience against these guys? And Philly's doing it with guys hurt, too, and Embiid's not even playing. It almost seems like a steal to me. I think they should roll over these guys. What do you think about the Sixers? Because next to the the Raptors, uh, Cavs, and Boston, people are thinking Philadelphia might come out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Philadelphia is the hot, sexy team right now. Um, Obviously, on that big win streak, people talked about the process throughout the regular season, but Joel Embiid, for the most for the most part, was healthy. Ben Simmons is just playing out of his mind and um, been able to get those triple doubles at six foot ten, playing point guard and and distributing, facilitating for their teammates. I think JJ Redick has been one of the V acquisitions of the offseason, signing with the Sixers. Uh, they got some other guys. They got the experience in Ilya Sova that comes in, Bellinelli. Uh, I think they're going to give Miami some problems. They're going to be the favorite in the series. Hopefully, Embiid comes back sooner rather than later, but. Don't sleep on Miami. This is a team that is extremely well-coached. Eric Spolstra doesn't get the credit he deserves. Obviously, him and Riley game plan and strategize together. Uh, a guy that's really playing well is Wayne Ellington. Um, you know, he's in consideration for one of the six-man of the year award. He's going to help them off the bench. Hassan Whiteside, you know, what are you going to get from him, right? He was posterized. He was punked by Embiid in the regular season. Does he come up here with a little bit of an edge and say, hey, let me take over uh, and play uh, with a lot more passion and and outproduce Joel Embiid? Um, You know, Dragic is going to be very important. Can they get the perimeter shooting? Uh, I think they're going to be tough defensively. Wade is going to be a guy. He'll probably be a star in one or two games. Do they have enough? Uh, I anticipate uh, Philadelphia winning this series, guys, but Miami's going to take a couple of games. I anticipate this one's going to be a long series. I want to see Cleveland and Philadelphia have to play. Yeah, that would have been but, awesome. <laughs> but uh, they, they avoided uh, that just so they would have uh, been able to eliminate each other. The Pacers have had a nice season, uh, but I give them two chances, slim and none, to beat the Cavaliers in this series as good as they've been. Am I wrong on this? Or, you know, really, are we going to pretend that, oh, the Pacers? How's Cleveland only minus 600? LeBron's not going out in the first round. It's almost, it's, it can't happen. It can't happen. The Pacers played them tough last year. They did. They did. But what did it go? I think it went six games. And remember Paul George being the great teammate that he is, got pissed off that C.J. Miles took the shot at the end of the game instead of him. Oh, I would have made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he would have, PG. I'm sure he would have. I don't know, Pete. Do you give the the Pacers any chance against the Cavaliers? 
I think they're going to be highly competitive, right? And when you look at um, the body of work of Indiana, Nate McMillan's done a great job. All of Depot has learned a lot from Russell Westbrook in terms of how he's taking care of his body and having that mindset to be a go-to scorer. Um, it's a great story with Sabonis as well. Uh, not not too often you see a trade working out for both teams. We've seen this with George Oladipo and Sabonis, but I think this series is going to be more about what Cleveland's going to bring to the table. I think Indiana is going to, you know, they're going to stick around. They're going to play tough defense. Lance Stevenson is going to get in LeBron's face. Uh, Corey Joseph is going to bring a little bit more experience as well. Uh, but I think the key is what's going to happen with Cleveland. Are they going to get the production from George Hill, from Jordan Clarkson, uh, from Rodney Hood? Is Kevin Love going to be healthy enough to produce what's going on in Tristan Thompson's mind right now with all the off-court incidents? He's not even playing that much, and I think the coaching staff have seen that he's tuned out a little bit even before that incident. Uh, but I think, you know, the Cleveland are the favorites. LeBron is going to have the basketball. He'll have triple doubles. Um, let's see how the, the officials officiate that game. Will they allow the grabbing, the, the, the holding uh, on LeBron? Stevenson's going to want to do that and get in his face, probably blowing some smoke again. Would love to see that. But Stevenson has brought a lot of edge to the Pacers team. So, uh, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Indiana's going to win, but I'll tell you they're going to win a couple of games in this series. It's not going to be a sweep. Hey, Pete, without even Gabe and I talking today, the first thing we said when we were just we quickly went over the lines was we both think New Orleans at plus 175, almost 2-1 to one against Portland is a very, very live dog there. We know about Portland. Sure, they can light it up at Lillard, McCollum. These guys can go south. The Brow New Orleans. This is a team I think is very, very scary, and uh, I'm not uh, going to rush to the window to bet Portland. I think I'm going to throw it down with the Pelicans. What do you think about this series? Should be real competitive. Yeah, I like all your sentiment. And, you know, when you look at the predictions, they're starting to come out, and it's Blazers, Blazers, Blazers. But you know what? I went on record, and I submitted my, my picks, and I have New Orleans defeating Portland in seven games. I think that Anthony Davis is a superstar in this league, and we're going to see him in the series where he won't have to go up against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, he'll go up against a team that he's, he's legitimately the best player on the floor, with all due respect to Damian Lillard. Davis has been outstanding since the Marcus Cousin injury. Uh, he could shoot the three, he could post up rebound basketball and it's time for him to really start writing his legacy and I think winning a first round series and getting to that second round will happen the guy that I absolutely love uh, and gets not the not enough respect that he deserves and, and he has that championship pedigree Ray John Rondo he comes in there and he's telling him hey guys you know what we're here to win we can win a couple of rounds uh, next to Drew Holiday, who's been outstanding, one of the most unheralded, underappreciated, undervalued guards in the NBA. Look at his stats. It's been incredible. So I think New Orleans has what it takes. You know, if you can contain Lillard and McCollum and try and keep them out of the paint, as much as they're great three-point shooters, watch them play. They want to get to the basket. They want to get to the free-throw line. If they can contest shots from the perimeter, I think they have a good and legitimate chance to upset the Blazers, and I don't really see it as much as an upset. This is pretty two teams evenly matched, and when you look at the value that you can get plus 175, I would jump on that. Good. Yeah, you listen, Lillard's a, Lillard's a stud. Um, we, we can't discount this, but Holiday's been playing great basketball right now. Anthony Davis, you can argue, is going to be the best player on the court at all times. You mentioned Rondo with the playoff experience. You know, this, this is a dangerous basketball team, the Pelicans, right now. I'm actually surprised that the Blazers are minus 225 here and the Pels are, are plus 185, all right? So, not to mention Miratic as well, all right? So, um, Milwaukee and Boston. Boston are beat up, but Brad Stevens is a great coach. They still are a very talented team, and Miami are a little bit inconsistent. What, uh, what do you make of this one? This is a tough series to pick. Well, you know, you look at what happened to the Boston Celtics in the first game. They lose Gordon Hayward. 
Marcus Smart missed a, a ton of games as well due to injury, and then they lose Kyrie. But the Celtics keep on That's winning the games. That's too. Marcus Smart, like even without Kyrie, if Marcus Smart was there, I'd like them a little bit more. He's still like two weeks away, right? He he's is. not he's he not is. gonna be playing probably in this in this round. So they're not gonna have him. Yeah, and, and you look at Terry Rozier and, and the great guard out of the University of Louisville, uh, and he's played outstanding coming off the bench and he's done an admirable job replacing Kyrie Irving, but he's better in his role coming off the bench. And if you get that swag, that intimidation, that toughness that Smart brings, uh, I think he could match up tremendously against an Eric Bledsoe. Listen, I think Milwaukee, again, expectations this year uh, were high. Uh, they get Jabari Parker. He's starting to come into his own. Uh, he's not at 100%. But this is a team that I think could make some noise, but they play yesterday and they, they, they lay an egg. They lose by way to Philly without uh, Joel Embiid. So you can't have a lot of confidence in these guys heading into the postseason, but when they're playing, they got the matchup that everybody wanted, right? They want to play Boston. Um, they're demoralized. They're injured. And I think if the Greek freak, you know, I talk about, you know, creating and writing your own legacy with Anthony Davis, here's the Greek freak's time, right? They took the Raptors pretty close last year to six games. He played well, MVP consideration to start the year. I think the Greek freak needs to take over this series. And I think he will, um, you know, you look at Bledsoe on the perimeter. Uh, they got guys that could shoot the basketball. Tony Stahl comes back from an injury. What could he bring? Uh, Henson will be blocking some shots. But I think, uh, you know, Middleton is always there as that score. But I think the guy that to take this team uh, to the next level, I think Milwaukee with uh, the Kupo. Uh, I look, and I'm going to take Milwaukee to win this game probably in seven games as well. Well, Pete, Ooh. on Saturday, if you see someone during a Raptor game uh, being uh, removed from the arena, <laughs> a, uh, a middle-aged <laughs> white bald man, uh, it could be me. And we're actually locked in. We got our tickets uh, for game one. Good tickets. And we'll be sitting in a second row right behind the basket, actually. So I think I'll be right behind. Super uh, fan. Super fan. Yeah. Yeah, now the super <laughs> there you fan. go. Going to be high-fiving them. Uh, stuff. There we go. We're going to be there with the Sonny Vega and the lovely Taylor Stevens. And I'm sure the camera is going to find Taylor Stevens. So basically, and we all do it. And, you know, Pete, I know you're a married man and stuff. So well, we won't put you on the spot, but... Who hasn't noticed, right, especially, you know, different cities? I can tell you what city is good and what isn't good and what's just the breast behind the bench, Pete. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, you know, certain cities, it's the first row, second row. It's high quality. Like, Miami's always high quality. Lakers, high quality. The other night I was watching in, in Utah, and there was a lady, man. She was, like, 55, man. She had a rack out. I was like, man. Smoke it. No, I was like, you got to cover oh, this oh, up. Oh, sorry, the opposite. I was like, you, you got to cover this up, man. Like, this is, you know, it was just, it was sort of like a cocktail waitress in Vegas, man. It's like, at this point, don't make them wear the outfit anymore. But, uh, yeah, people, people, I think the camera will notice the lovely Taylor Stevens uh, at the at the Raptor game. So, uh, Raptors uh, get the Wizards right now. Wizards are a freaking mess, man. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. They, they did well when John Wall went out for the first couple of weeks, and they talked, oh, you know, it's nice to have fun out here, and oh, it's nice to pass the ball around. And there were a million and one subliminal and subtle and not so subtle shots at John Wall, even before John Wall got hurt, you remember, Pete? He's like, yeah, we had a team meeting, and it actually made things worse. Uh, Bradley Beal, like, you know, there's this team is just a, it's a mess. They're going to have to bust this team up unless they go on a miraculous run here, but they don't like each other. They don't like each other. They don't play well together right now. And it's just there's no chemistry at all. The Raptors got themselves the perfect matchup. 
I didn't, you know, as a Raptor fan, people kept asking me, who would you rather play, Miami, Milwaukee, or Washington? And it's an easy choice, Washington. Listen, Beal and, and Wall are good players, but collectively, they're just not a cohesive unit right now. No, they're not. They're a dysfunctional team right now, and they've had problems the last couple of years. It always seemed like they blamed the head coach. Now they bring in Scott Brooks. Had a lot of success with OKC, and the trend continues, right? This is a team that don't like each other systematically. They don't get along. Uh, we Remember saw Pete, in- sorry, but Gortat, I have to bring it up with Gortat. Gortat. Yeah, Gortat. Yeah, Gortat's Gortat. Gortat. We're having so much fun now. We're having so much fun now. And it's, after, after they had a win, they won yeah. like eight or ten games, and he tweeted out, so nice to win as a team. And remember John Wall went on TV the next day, and John Wall said, he goes, this guy's too much. He goes, all I do is feed him in the paint. And all he does is get easy slam dunks because of me, and now he's calling me out, which is actually pretty funny. So like I said, there's a lot of inner, there's a lot of inner crap with these teams. We got to get out of here, Pete. What's your prediction? Raptors in how many games? Yeah, I think the Raptors should take this series, although Wall and Beal are going to win a couple of games, man. It's just the way they do. Wizards have some injury problems. Mike Scott, concussion protocol after last night's double, won't be playing. They signed Ty Lawson from China, so, you know, he's going to want to get in there. But at the end of the day, this is a time for Lowry, DeRozan, Valanciunas, and the guys. I think that at the end of the day, the Raptors here will... If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeart, Armed Forces Radio Network, Xbox, PlayStation, Roku, Amazon, Everywhere. Echo, uh, Siri, and uh, Alexa. Alexa, yeah, that's right. I bought Alexa. Hello, Alexa. You got Alexa here? No, I bought Alexa for my mother for uh, for, uh, for Christmas. How's it working out? Specifically, because uh, Alexa, can you just say, uh, Alexa, play Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Boom. And it takes Man. you right, so, right, right there. Yeah, because she has a hard time finding my shows, but I bet you she hasn't listened to one show since I bought her Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> my mom doesn't even know how to turn on the TV or the radio, buddy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, let's bring in uh, Simon Talikas uh, from Montreal right now, TSN 690. Talk uh, Montreal Canadiens and the Boston Bruins in the NHL playoffs. What's going on, Simon? What's going on, Gabe? How you doing? Good stuff. Thanks for joining us, Simon. Thanks for joining us. So I wanted to bring you on to get your you get your take on this because you know the Montreal Canadiens obviously not in the playoffs uh, right now. I mean, you know, we can go on and on about that, uh, but um, it's just ironic that the Canadiens' so-called two rivals, the Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins, are playing against each other right now. And, well, you know, there will be some people that just, you know, legitimately hate both teams. Human nature, you watch a sporting event, you're sort of like, well, I prefer if this team wins over that team. 
So I'm curious to, to know, and I've spoken to some Canadian fans, and hardcore Canadian fans tell me they're, they're reluctantly pulling for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow. Only because they hate the Bruins more, <laughs> right? And I ask you, like, I don't really know. Is there? I don't know why there is hate for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Me and Cam were talking about it. They never play each other in the playoffs. Maybe it was a rivalry in the 50s and the 60s, but it really isn't. And I got to tell you, like, people in, Mont- in Toronto aren't walking around the streets talking about how much they hate the Montreal Canadiens. Like, they... There's no hate. It's so. a love fest when they get together. Yeah, like what's what, what's the feeling in Montreal well, about this series I, I think, right now? Well, I think, look, if, if, if you're going to go from a, a city rival, I think that's what people are trying to drag into the equation. But from a, a clear hockey perspective, then it, it's clearly the Bruins. Uh, the Habs knocked out the Bruins a couple of years ago, and the Habs went on to the conference final. The year the Bruins beat the Habs, that was a, a game seven overtime goal, I believe, by Nathan Horton. There was the Dano Chara trying to split Max Pacioretty in half so you add up all these equations and there's a large part uh, of the fan base like my brother is 55 my other brother is 60 like those guys remember Habs Leafs playoffs games anybody else simply doesn't they just don't remember one time the Leafs and the, and the Habs have won at it uh, in the playoffs so you know I think if you were to pull most of the fan base here in Montreal I think quietly privately they would tell you that they are rooting for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the, the buzz we've get recently is that they're also game. privately, privately, they're also quietly, privately, they would tell you jealous of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I could, I could tell you guys something from being to Boston like 30 times during the Journey Cup game when I worked. They had Montreal Canadian shirts with like Canadian guys being hung, Pacioretty diving team with a broken neck. Like the yeah. things that they did in Boston to Montreal, like their hate oh, yeah, yeah. their hate for Montreal over Toronto, just in my opinion, yeah, but is a new level. Like it, but you know what is the theme? It's Everybody an hates Boston. Yes. With, the, with Boston. It's an anger it's level. An, yeah. It's an anger level. With Toronto, it's cheap jabs back and forth kind of but look that can all change guys that that can all change as as early as next year these two because that's the one thing i'm looking forward to like i'm not i I like soccer i'm a fan of the impact i'm a fan of mls soccer i'll watch a little bit of european soccer the buzz that tfc creates when they come to montreal we talk about it at tsn 690 people are talking about it at the local bars and stuff like look it's not it's not hockey it's not the nba but there's an incredible buzz and a dislike for TFC in Montreal. And that's great for sport. But everything we say about the Bruins and the Habs and they can go at it, it's literally going to take probably 60 minutes of hockey between the Habs and the Leafs in the playoffs to, for yeah, everybody in Montreal to right. forget about the Bruins. But you know, what changes the, you know what changes the this? You know, look, the, 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 the fact that the Expos aren't there anymore, they used to be somewhat of a rivalry with the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, when they played the interleague games, there were some class games on Canada Day, et cetera. But yeah. if you look now, look, the Toronto Blue Jays, who voted to contract the Montreal Expos at the time, the Toronto Blue Jays extend this lifeline. When the Expos come back, it can't be forgotten that the Blue Jays didn't have to play those exhibition games there, knowing, actually, ultimately, that their rival television network is going to be involved in a rebirth and actually going to be competitors. Uh, once again, but I think it seems it's, it's, to me, it's, per- yeah, it's more of the but. I was going to say, it seems yeah. though that you know the Toronto Montreal, the the city rivalry and everything, and I, I say this as as a as a Montrealer that lives in Toronto now. As far as the city rivalry, I mean, it's not really, you know, the Montreal skyline hasn't changed in thirty freaking years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot more content now than there's ever been. Yeah, but you know, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
The city is developing. Rent's going up. The city is developing. I know a guy just If you look at Toronto, it's amazing. You look at Toronto in the 70s. Toronto was jealous of Montreal. Yes, correct. Montreal yeah. was winning cups. Yep. Montreal had the headquarters of the businesses. Yep. Big business. Montreal had the Expos who were good. You know, the Blue Jays weren't even in the league yet, etc. You were going to skyline of Toronto. All they had is a stupid CN Tower they started to build. Toronto was known as a boring city. There was nothing there. It was this vast sort of wasteland. And now you look at Toronto, it looks like Tokyo. And Montreal looks the exact same damn same as it did, like, in 1978. Like, I water St. Catherine, like, the same stores boarded up uh, type of deal. But uh, I want the rivalry to come back. But I, I got to tell you, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Canadians getting good uh, anytime soon. Well, they don't have to get good. They just got to get into a playoff for that rivalry to play out. You know, That's I think it'll even be better. I think the rivalry is a very good point. better yeah, if, yeah, if, if, the, if the exactly. Leafs are the one seed and the Habs are the eighth seed, uh, I, I think that'll be uh, more interesting and it'll be a lot more uh, fun. Yeah, because the seedings but, don't mean anything in the stupid league. That's another yeah, no, it does. You know another thing, too. Montreal Canadian fans are so hardcore. It's like for crack for them. You get into the playoffs, it's, uh, it's party time. More money. I'm not sure they're even going to get in the playoffs. So who... who um, and, and the impact got to get their crap together, yeah. too. I know they won three in a row, but... Uh, they got to start keeping the pace. Toronto is just running away with everything here. You know that TFC team might be the best MLS team ever, though, if they're able to pull off this contract. Well, they got one, they got one more. You know they need two more games to pull yeah. that off. All oh, the impact I've been there, right? So that's the one thing. The impact. Yeah, the impact there. exactly. They they got we to the Champions League final and they lost there and they got the beat up. But no, TFC TFC is a great story and it's one of those good stories in sport where sometimes you know we talk about throwing money at an issue and stuff, which the TFC did for a very long time with that whole. It's a bloody big deal campaign. It didn't work out, but they also bared down and they got it right this time. And the money that they spent is, is well spent. There's two MLS finals back to back and now this trip to the Champions League finals. So they're, they're figuring things out and they've got it right. I, I can't imagine. Like, I have a brother who lives in Oakville. Like, we're, you know, this guy's been there since probably 1998. We're talking about some early 2000s, mid-2000s. We're talking about some of the worst time in Toronto sports history. The Argos were no good. TFC was throwing money going nowhere. They the were Raptors bad. were a bit of a mess. <laughs> it was the end of the Sundin era. And then you fast forward now. And, you know, it's, a couple of nights ago, I was just watching. And I was like, man, Jay's just won. I, I think it was, it was uh, it might have been a Josh Donaldson off. And I don't remember correctly. The Raptors had won the night four. And you start setting themselves up for a first-round matchup between uh, the Bruins or the Lightning and TFC is booking their ticket to the Champions League final. I don't think, I don't know how many of your listeners or people living in Toronto know how good they have it right now. There has to be the golden era of Toronto sports team. No disrespect yeah, to the Marlies and their heydays. A, a, they need a champion. And you know, Gabe, MLSC used to be monkey time. Like all their teams suck. Oh, yeah. Now it's like, now, oh, now, now their stock's going through oh, the roof for Grand Canyon. They're a well run organization. They sure are. And the MLS thing is nice, but let's be yeah. real. Unless it's a Stanley Cup, an NBA championship, uh, or a World Series, it's not It's not really, really, really going to put the city over the top and, and move needles. So as far as the Leafs and the Bruins are concerned, you know, people keep talking about 2013. It was a hell of a long time ago, guys. Like, you know, it was five, it was. five freaking years ago. That, that series is irrelevant. <laughs> you know, Austin Matthews is like 14 years old when that happened. Like, it's, it's irrelevant. And the fact is, the Toronto Maple Leafs have owned... Uh, the Boston Bruins, as of late, they've won seven of the last eight games that they played. Fred, Frederick Anderson, he's like 10-1 and one against these guys. See the line, too, Marenzi? People are betting Boston. It's keeps on going up. Good. I know. It's good. Give me the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> tonight in this game. I love the under six. And I think the Leafs are going to beat the Boston Bruins in seven games in Boston. They're going to beat them. What's your prediction in the series, Simon? 
I, I do like the Leafs in this series. I, I think uh, the, the one guy, I think he's had an outstanding year this year, P. Anderson, but I don't think he's getting uh, the pub that he deserves. Where We've been focusing so much. Well-deserved that the Hart Trophy, you know, the league MVP is about eight guys deep, and every guy's got a legitimate shot at it. You look at the Norris Trophy, I think it's Victor Hedman's, but you make a case for Jones and Zuban and Klinberg. And, you know, Peke Rene's kind of run away with the Vezina Trophy. But, man, Freddie Anderson's right behind him. And if, if you dig deep, you might even make a case that Freddie Anderson's a top 10, top 12 Hart Trophy nominee. So I think quietly he's had an outstanding season. And I think he'll be the difference in this series. Well, here's Simon. I can't believe, like, and we were talking about it last night, Marenzi, kudos to you, my boy Vince. Like, the Pittsburgh Penguins, like, you know, we talk about the Eastern Conference. Sure, Boston and Toronto, but flying under the radar. Least the, talked about. Least talk, team going yeah. for a three-peat in and, any sports history. Not just the way they beat, like, they beat down Philadelphia. <laughs> like, they slapped him around. Crosby, the hat trick. He scored three goals where he's batting pucks out of the air. Getzel has four points. You know, like, they just didn't beat Philadelphia in a rival game against a pretty damn good team. What do you think about the Penguins' uh, chances there, Simon? Because these guys look lethal and Crosby looks pissed. No, and it just is, you know, I just, uh, I was playing yesterday. I was playing some hockey with some friends. I didn't get to watch the game. We're just checking, you know, right after the game, and I see 7 nothing, and then it's like, wow, like it's done so again. You know, like we talk about all the big guys in Crosby, but it just, they have, a, they have this, I don't know, it's a cultural thing now. I, in, in that locker room, guys, once they blip at the game 83, there's a whole group of guys, whether it's the group from a couple of years ago and Ron Hainsey last year balling out against the Predators, and now Gunsel starts the playoffs with four points. You know, you know what you're going to get from big guys. You know what you're going to get, but it's just, so right now, wherever you plug and play, man, they're taking you to another level. And you're right, Gabe. I, there's never, ever been a more disrespected team uh, going for a three-peat in, in my lifetime. In any sport, if you yeah. think about in it. Like, you know, teams that win, like, like the Golden State Warriors win two out of three years, and they're the greatest team ever. It's like, you know, this team's on the verge. They could win <laughs> a third they're, Stanley they're Cup. Ah. The Astros, like they're, you know, they're the Yankees in murderers yeah. row. And they won one, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. So... Uh, the, the series, the two series, I played a six uh, six series parlay. So it's eight series. Yep. I took uh, I took the Winnipeg Jets to beat the Wild in the series. I took the Penguins to win the series. I took the Leafs to win the series. I took the Vegas Golden Knights to win the series. I took the Nashville Predators to win the series, and I took Tampa to win the series. So the two series is, and I'm not a guy that normally sits on the fence, as you know, Simon. But when it comes to betting, I'm not going to force it. Columbus and Washington. Extremely difficult to pick the winner. Who's going to advance in this one? And same thing with San Jose and Anaheim, man. Can you get more even uh, out there? Who do you like, Simon, in the uh, the Columbus and the Washington uh, series? Well, if I'm going to say one thing, I said about Freddie Anderson quietly having a very good year, uh, lost in the Vegas nonsense on the West Coast. The San Jose Sharks, who lost Joe Thornton uh, for an extended period of time this year, they lost Patrick Marlowe, obviously, in, in the summer. And very, very quietly, they've been better than the Kings. They've been better than the Ducks throughout the season. So I think they're going to go under the radar. I like the Ducks, but the Count Fowler uh, loss, I think, is going to be a little bit for, too much for them. Uh, I like It's funny because I like the Ducks up until a few days ago until I started breaking down the numbers. So I got to give the Sharks a little bit of love. And Columbus, Columbus is, is one of these teams, like, they're, they're, they're the nightmare first-round matchup. They're, they're, they can get elite goaltending. Uh, they're pretty damn good on the blue line. They're physical. They're going to drive you nuts. They're going to drive their, your best players nuts. They're going to play till to the whistle. Then they're going to play till after the whistle. So Columbus is a, a very difficult first-round matchup for the Washington Capitals. If I were to take teams in that series, I, 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 I do like the – I think Columbus can pull this off. 
Yeah, question marks with the Capitals goaltending. They don't know who they're going to go with. They're going with, you know, with the backup. And we'll see how it plays out for him. And by the time you're breaking Holtby back, that might be too, too little, too late. So I like Columbus. And I, I think the Sharks just quietly are going to figure out a way to get it done. Yeah, they're, they're being disrespected. I don't know how Grubauer is going to react there, Simon, because, you know what, do one thing in the regular season is great, and Holpe's had to take this team on his back, but, you know, it's just hard for the back watching. I'm on Columbus just year after year after year. The Capitals are that team. Oh, they got so much talent, but they always let you down. It's hard to go to the well with these guys because they'll break your heart and your wallet. They never get it done. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like I, mean, I guess if you're Washington, the silver lining is you're not playing Pittsburgh in the first round because if you did, no matter what the lineup was, they were going to bounce you. So they get Columbus instead. Uh, but that's just, you look at it, you know, you're coming into the playoffs and you have Braden Hopi, who's been as good as anybody the last two, three years. Uh, you go back to the beginning of this year, if there wasn't Olympics, the way Carey Price weighed, played, there might have been a great chance that Braden Hopi would have been the starter for Team Canada at the Olympics. That's how good he's been the last couple of years. And if you're going with the backup, you know, you know he's going to have to carry the load there. And if you lose a game or two, do you go back to him? Do you go back to Hobie? Yeah, that, that's a tough place to be if you're an NHL team. That's a tough place to be if you're an NHL coach. Uh, we've got about a minute, a minute or two left uh, here. Simon, Simon Talikas, uh, TSN 690 uh, with us, obviously. P.K. Subban was a very popular player with the Montreal Canadiens. He was traded for Shea Weber. Nashville Predators go to the Stanley Cup uh, finals last year. And now here they are. Uh, once again, the team to beat, according to the Las Vegas odds maker, taking on the Colorado Avalanche uh, tonight. Uh, Predators were my pick uh, to win the Stanley Cup. I expect the Predators to come out and uh, play well tonight. I think Colorado's going to be a little overwhelmed early. I think this is going to go five games type thing. Nice season for Colorado. Very nice rebound. Great season, I think yeah. To, yeah, I think tonight Nashville will set, set the tempo for this series at I think Nashville are the team, you know, the team that's going to win the West. I think we're looking at a, a rematch, guys. Nashville and Pittsburgh. Ooh. I think that's I think, ultimately I, I, what's going to happen. I think I'm going to go with my uh, my new love affair with the Winnipeg Jets, just because I love the way the uh, like that brand of hockey. Uh, I gravitate, you know, uh, to, to, to scoring. You name the league, I, I like to see the scoring. There's a reason why that. You know, the Rockets and the Golden State Warriors the last few years, even the Cleveland Cavaliers have forgotten how to play defense. People like offense. This is the way to go. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody, the Jets, you can get into a track meet with them. Not sure who that's who you want to run against. That, that's the difference between the Predators and the Jets. I think the Jets will find a few more goals, but the Predators might get a little better goaltending. Thanks, Simon. Always a pleasure, boys. Talk to you soon. Simon, Simon Talik is TSN 690. Uh, with us. We got a we got a problem. We're losing power. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. God, I hate Apple. I really legitimately freaking hate Apple products, man. So we're kicking it on a MacBook Pro right now. And uh, just, you know, out of the blue, suddenly our hardwire, 
hardwire internet, ethernet cable doesn't work, which is one thing, fine, we've got good Wi-Fi, but now suddenly our charger doesn't work, like the adapter for the computer, it won't. We're running on empty, It basically. won't plug, yeah. We're on fumes right now. And it's unbelievable, because I've actually bought, I have another one here, I actually have been through this crap with Apple, I went to the Apple store, and I didn't want to do it, but I spent $120 on a freaking adapter. A new one. That thing costs 120 bucks. No, this is this is like a cheap Chinese knockoff oh. off the internet from like Amazon or something, oh. because the Apple one it doesn't, doesn't work. work. So you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. Cam's finishing my sentence. I am. <laughs> Sports rage. Tony Sincata. What's up, Tony? Tony. Yes. Oh, hey. What's going on, Tony? Tony? How are we doing today? Are joining us via walkie-talkie from the Adirondacks tonight? So something's wrong. I don't know. I'm going to have to call back again. No, we can hear you. know, dude, dude, I swear to God, it's like there's an invisible man, Tony, in, in, our, in my studio here. And just miraculously, our Ethernet cable doesn't work. No, you can call, call back, Tony. We're getting some weird beeping. Yeah. <laughs> Are we on the moon? Yeah, this no, this is really unbelievable. This is really, 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 really unbelievable. Like, yeah, I, well, it's believable actually. Like, I'm not going to say it's unbelievable, but all right, we got to get uh, Tony on. And uh, I'm not sure Cam Cam's coming over to look. And what are, what are you doing? I'm just coming to give you a pat on the back, buddy. <laughs> That's all. I just want to make sure everything's okay. You know what I'm saying, man? Before. No, right. Oh, yeah, before, you're right. You're, you're right. So Before I had an issue. I'm, I'm witnessing what just happened because I'm looking at the percentages, and now it went from uh, 13 to 11. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Apple, yeah, Apple's falling apart yeah, on I us. don't know what's going on, but uh, he's draining. Yeah, good, good job. Good job, Apple. They really are. They're just a pile of crap, this company. Like, they, they well, really you are. can't buy anything else from them. Like, you got their product. You have to buy their stuff. That's the thing. There's no generic model. Like an Android phone, it's Apple. Like with Android, I can go do whatever I got. This charger, that charger, whatever. You got to do what you got Apple? Everything's Apple. Do we have Tony back yet? Tony. 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 Yo, Adrian, last hey. night was so frustrating as hell. So I had four yeah. Philadelphia Flyers in my lineup, and I, and I go, missed. Didn't go. Didn't go. <laughs> I missed the turn. I missed by 1.5 because I had the Vegas goalie. He throws a shutout, and, and I had Sidney Crosby. So four effing flyers, and I missed by 1.5. I hate when you lose that close. That just suck. And that's one of the things you got to do in life. One of those things there as a... We'll get you guys all fired up tonight. We'll give you some NHL. We'll give you some, of course, Major League Baseball DFS, and we'll give you some winners. Gabe Morrissey, you got nothing but winners. How are you going to Raptors game, man? I think we have system overload, Tony. System overload. You're, you're on a walkie-talkie. We're stuck in cyberspace. Why don't we try to put it into the bar? I'm getting, uh, I'm getting pretty frustrated. No, I've tried that, Ken. Power, power. Okay. There once was a. So these are the games tonight. We're gonna get all fired up. And uh, uh, Gabe, are, are you uh, feeling this Gremlins there? And uh, that's the problem. It's going to be one of those things that Gabe's got a little gremlins, uh, so we'll go there. I'll tell you what. The one thing that's uh, interesting to me is the all the people 
that are hating on the Washington Capitals, right? The Washington Capitals, just because every single year the Capitals are the team that absolutely falls apart and playoff time they choke. But what is last year? What is 2015? What is 2014? What is 2013 have to do with tonight's game? between Columbus and Washington. What does it have to do? I look at these teams and I'm saying, hey, the backup goalie situation is a little bit of something I guess you can worry about, the goalie situation. But I'm looking at the team, a 145 favorite in Washington. I think we're getting a bargain here. I think we're getting a bargain. And you look at the head-to-head. And in these games this year that they played, they played in February. Columbus won the last one 5-1 to one in Columbus. And then prior to that, Washington won 5-2. to two. Um, Washington won 3-2. to two. They played three times in February in those contests there. Um, so we had the goal totals at 6, 7, and 5. So right around the number if you're going to try to bet. Tonight. It's a tougher night tonight, uh, Tony, for the NHL. Last night we really liked it. We went 3-1. and one. Yeah, you nailed it. Tonight, well, I'll tell you, before we get knocked off in case something happens, and our apologies, we were on yeah. 11%, but I think my MacBook Pro is like sort of, I don't know, it's dying or it's burning up. It's, it's just one weird thing after another. But um, I like the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs to go under six tonight. I think the total's too high. Playoff caliber hockey, it's going to be a freaking battle. You got Tuka Rass, you got Freddie Anderson. Uh, I, I think the total's too high. And, uh, you know, my DraftKings goal is actually Marty Jones uh, tonight. It's actually a good pick. Martin Jones. Martin nice Jones is really good. Nice and cheap, Tony, with the San Jose. I, I, uh, I, I took no uh, – I'm pure chalk at goalie tonight. Pekka Rene. I thought about it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you another thing, Tony. Uh, when you break it down with these two games, a good gambling tip. If you like the two dogs, Toronto's exactly plus 140 and Columbus is plus 140. You bet both. One of them wins, you make money. That's an old school thing yeah, to do. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I think yeah. both can win. We were good last night with our totals. I'll give Gabe credit. He, you guys hit Vegas. I, we had the under. Hey, isn't that the best? The Flyers don't score oh. a goal. We still hit the over. 7 nothing in the game. So we've been, <laughs> we've been rock solid with the totals, and we're going to keep on rocking it. I rolling. bailed out last night. You know what I did? And I would have never done this if I didn't hang around with you guys every night. Uh, at the end of the first period, I, I uh, put a big bet in live betting under three and a half in that game. And then that ended up me breaking even. That's smart. I was you know killed. Want to hear what my buddy did too, Tony? I was on, I was on the Yankees tonight, and Gabe talked about this too on his sports good, book. Good call with the Yankees yeah. last night. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. But uh, my book was awesome. My buddy Vince, he told me, he's like, guys, it's four to nothing because the Yankees put up a four uh, four spot in the first inning on yeah. his book. Cash out like to like ninety. That's the beautiful thing. They do it for the football. I think it's uh, what is it, Gabe? Seventeen point lead or something like that. But in baseball, it's four runs. And then you basically you get your full bet. He goes, I'm not dealing with this. And you saw what happened. Things got interesting. The Red Sox had the tying run on, the fight, all the other crap that happened in that game. The Yankees end up winning ten to seven. But man, that game got scary. Both teams got shelled. The offenses were on fire last night. So I want to ask you guys, you guys, you guys know. So I just look at the numbers and I break this down. I think the Capitals are a bargain tonight. Like I think that people are looking at this game, right? And they're looking at everything that the Capitals have done in the playoffs in the past. And what the hell does it have to do? With tonight's game. Now, the goaltending situation in Washington, of course, is in peril. They go with the backup goalie, and, and, and it looks like maybe the coach is already panicking. But I'm looking at Washington's the better team, and it's only plus, it's only 145 in my book. They're only a 145 favorite. 
I'm on Columbus, Tony. I know you can make a case for Washington just because I see the value in plus 140, 145. Uh, the team's hot at the end. Bobrovsky's been there. Wicked defenseman Jones. Like They have a lot of guys like Cam Atkinson and all these other guys. Like, Columbus can play with Washington. The problem with Washington is when Ovechkin goes sour, you know, other guys on the team got to step up. And I'll tell you, Grubauer, sure, the guy's done okay in the regular season. But now this is playoff hockey. If he lets in a shaky goal, that's bad news. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm doing the Columbus-Toronto two-step at plus 140. One of them wins, we make money. That's the way it's got to be. But I can see people betting the Capitals. I'm on the Jackets. It's a tough game. I like the under five and a half in that game. I think it's going to be like a the over. I was game. actually thought I like the over in that game. I think both. I think team, the, the offenses are going to come out. But They played we'll three times in February. It was funny. And it's five, six, and seven goals in those three games. Right um, the there. Yeah, the last time they went under five uh, was in March 23rd, 2017, and they had a five January 5th, 2017. But it was Reg- funny. Regular uh, season uh, and playoff hockey are two different. Yeah, it, it two, plays a little tighter. Exactly. But every game went under other than those three games in February in the last ten games that they've played. You know what was crazy? Last night, that Minnesota-Winnipeg game looked like a sure shot under oh, all night. Yeah. Then, boom, suddenly it goes from one nothing. Suddenly it's 3-2. They pull the goalie with two minutes left. No, two and a half minutes left. That was insane. That was insane. I'm like, because I had the under in that game, and, you know, so I ended up splitting. I was like, two and a half minutes left. Are you kidding me? They they talked to Bruce Boudreaux, the coach of the Wilds. Like, do you always pull the goalie two? Like, I'm going to tell you something. Pulling the goalie with two minutes and 30 seconds, even when you have a guy and a face-off in their end and advantage is stupid. It's very stupid. uh, I'm like uh, Scotty on Star Trek. What happened? I've got. I've restored what? power, oh, oh, Captain. He's got power, mate. I'm giving her all she's got. I'm giving her all she's got. I've, I've restored power, <laughs> Captain. Man, that was tough. I just pulled a MacGyver, man. I'm jiggling, and uh, I'm like Tony at a strip club. A lot of jiggling yeah, and wiggling going lot of, on. A lot, lot, of, lot of trying to get into the groove. Yeah, jiggling yeah. and wiggling. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> fitting it in the holes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the thing is, you know, I swear to God, though, I still hate Apple. Like I've got I've got two Apple computers here and two chargers, Tony. And one of them works with one of them. It doesn't work with the other one. We're talking about nice computers. Like these are supposed to be good computers. So like the charger doesn't work with one of them. The only chargers that work are the knockoffs, if this makes sense. So the oh. actual hundred and thirty dollar charger plus tax or whatever that I freaking bought from Apple doesn't work. So I'm using some, like, cheap one that's, like, $17. Good work. But it overheats, and it gets all hot. And every time I plug it in, there's sparks and stuff. Just to try to get it over, like, 27% so we can ride that wave. Yeah, no, so suddenly, like, nothing, you know, I'm like, oh, man, this, I don't know, man. It's the old saying, like, duct tape won't fix it. It's broke, but. No, duct tape can fix it. Being the professional that I am, I had a uh, charger on standby. It was just—it's just tough talking to uh, to everybody. I'm reaching over here while we're talking. I'm plugging things in. I'm plugging things we're, out. We got it under control. I was just going to tell Tony, you. And Tony, Cam Cam means well, Tony, but we had a we had a computer problem earlier in the day, so I restart the computer. And you know, like the MacBook, it makes like that sound, like doom doom doom, like when it closes. Yeah. So Cam's like, uh, "Good news, Gabe. Sounds like it's working now." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a positive guy, Tony. It didn't help. I just looked at him. I said, no, Cam, that's just the sound of the computer yeah, you gotta, restarting. You got to understand. <laughs> you're absolutely correct. You have to understand something, Renzi. I've worked with you for a long time, and sometimes when your rage and worry level gets high, I just try to, like, I just try to, you know, even, like, calm the waters. But, hey, but that... 
You know, being it's on a good the edge, thing, actually. being on the edge and reaching is your thing, bro. I was about to really lose it in like about I, four minutes. I saw you ready. I like thought you I were actually going to break. Yeah, stuff. I was sort of. You were pacing, looking for the second charger, and then the Florio was like, "Don't worry about the show tonight, guy." But, and I saw you there. I saw that. It's, it's simple. You got this vein that just goes ding, ding, ding. It starts throbbing, Tony. And when he starts throbbing, things get broken. All right, so let me ask you, Tony. We'll get down. We'll get to the picks tonight and everything. Um, in a couple of minutes in the DFS, I got a hockey lineup. We'll talk some yeah. baseball, but let's talk about that. Uh, that's not the last night. So you're a Red Sox guy. Yeah. Um, so last night, uh, Tyler Austin rolls into, uh, who's it? Brock Holt. Yeah. Rolls into Brock Holt. Clearly, you know, MMA kick style. Yep. Yeah. Kicks, goes for the deliberate. And listen, I'm no wuss, man. And I'm not one of these, you know, I'm a P. Rose guy. I get it. I'm old school. But at the same point in time, there's a difference between a hard slide, sliding through somebody, trying to break up the play, and just being a dick and kicking somebody. And that's what he did. He just kicked him. There was nothing accidental about that slide. And to me, listen, Joe Kelly should just man up after instead of pulling his crap about, well, you know, I'm not Greg Maddox. I don't have great control. Right? Just say, yeah, I hit him. You know, I guess it's for, you know, finding purposes. He yeah, doesn't. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what what do you make of this? And I'll be honest with you. When the Yankees and the Red Sox play, Tony, I'm usually on the Yankee side of, of this feud. But to me, last night, this was all created uh, by Austin. I think Austin's a dick. And I guarantee you, players in the Yankees' dugout, they weren't happy with him that he started all of this. Well, here, here's the I, I totally agree with everything you said. But what's a good thing is that Dustin Pedroia wasn't in the Red Sox uniform last night because he usually sides with the enemy. Uh, he's a little Marshawn Lynch. Uh, as been, last year. Dude, he, that would have been the final nail in the casket if he would have yeah. said, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry. They would have been like, all right, you're done, Dustin. Just, just leave town. I'll, I'll tell you what. I really believe that he was a huge problem on that team last year. I think the team's happy that he's not ready to start the year. And I think Eduardo Nunez, if he can – catch the ball at all is going to keep that job at second you're right. base. You're a self, it, you're 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 a Red Sox guy, you're a Boston guy, so you know the dynamic. Yeah. Dustin Pedroia, he's a legend. He was the heart and one of the heart and souls, but you're right, it's time to let it go. Big Poppy's gone. You know, I guarantee you these young guys, they're probably like, oh, just shut up, Dustin. This ain't, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's over. It's a new team. They're new, they're young guys. This is yep. Bookie's team now, dude. Hanley Ramirez, you're right. There's new guys. Ramirez on fire. They don't want to hear that old, this is my clubhouse crap from him anymore. I guarantee it. I'll tell you what, uh, he's going out like the pathetic Derek Jeter went out back in the day in the Yankees <laughs> when he wouldn't move from the second spot in the batting order. Oh, selfish. Uh, yeah, he's a selfish prick. Dustin Pedroia, get the hell out of town. You won a few championships. You could have came back and owned a little sports bar in the corner. Now we don't want it. We'll pee in it. We'll pee in the we'll pee in the corner in that bar. So you're saying that they, with his attitude, he's he's losing his legacy in the future for opening up yes. the tavern and the pub. Yes, right. Yeah, Pedroia's paddy wagon will not be a place that we'll be attending. I like I like the way you say you could have opened up a bar on the corner. You could have just been happy. You're right. Put up some pictures, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now now have we're pissed changed, off. Have they changed it from Yaki Way yet? The uh, the racist way? What was the deal? I, yeah, I don't I I'm not sure that you know it's crazy this Thomas Yaki thing because everybody like for years the Yaki Foundation was like the biggest thing in the world and everyone would do all this work to save you know, get money in this tradition. And then uh, they 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 dig a little deeper and uh, things get a little. You know, you, got a, you, you know you got a problem though when like Jackie Robinson played in like nineteen nineteen what was it nineteen forty uh, 
1948, and the Red Sox didn't have a, a black player until like uh, 1969. Like, yeah, like 21 years after. 21 20. years. Like, it's kind of hard to deny that legacy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they should probably probably move on uh, from that. Um, so yeah, as I was stating, in this rivalry. I thought, uh, you know, you know, normally I'm on the Yankees side, but I thought the Yankees started all of this. And i got to be honest with you, too, Tony. For the Yankees being as big as they are, I don't know. That was pretty wussy of them, I thought, man. Oh, you want yeah. Stan and Judge Stand to start and smashing judge are massive guys. guys? Yeah, they, they, just, they, they didn't want to fight. That was a crazy thing. Like, you think if you're a giant like that, you can start taking two well, or three guys on. I wouldn't have a problem fighting Stanton because, you know, he would swing and miss. Thank you. Yeah, we we can end the show now. Just yeah. that's the promo. <laughs> yeah, there, there it is, Tony. <laughs> that was low hanging fruit, but it, the delivery was good. Low hanging fruit. You gotta want it. You gotta want it. <laughs> you gotta want it. <laughs> I'm surprised, Tumorati. Like, if you're that big, like you, you thought they want to like throw down, and uh, then it was nothing. I was like, wow, these guys are in the witness protection uh, program here. It was weird. How about? And, uh, Builds the he, he was dressed up like he was like one of those. You know when you go to the bar and they have those um, big Japanese. Uh, you wear the suits yeah. and you and you, you belly bump with people. See, see, like one of those. Sumo. Yeah, yeah. He looked like a sumo wrestler last night. Yeah, CC Sabathia only punches people in bars outside of Toronto nightclubs. Evidently, <laughs> true story. In clubhouse um, boys. Yeah. Uh, David Price pulled from the start with tingling. Tingling, oh, he tingling, is the biggest pussy since Felix the rocked. Cat. Yeah, I think um, you know you 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 know. Look, you guys in Boston are so mean. You want to kick Pedroia out of town right now? Thanks we for coming. Kick. Thanks for the champions. Get the hell out of here. All right, we don't need you yeah. anymore. David Price, yeah, this guy. Boston was the worst media market and fans for him. David Price is a nice guy. He's a sensitive yeah. guy. It's not a good fit for him. Fenway was never a good fit for him no, in the first place from a baseball standpoint, Tony. You know, and, and it's funny is that they, he didn't think he was going to sign with Boston because they didn't have a good cat community for his cat. His cat? Yeah, he was worried about his cat. I like cats. I don't know what a cat community is, though. I don't, know, me the hell's I don't cat either. <laughs> I don't either. Right there told me that guy's nuts. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. All right, Taylor Stevens just sent a great uh, video. She's on uh, Funny or Die. We're talking about Taylor's uh, extremely large assets. 
distracting the Washington Wizards. Whoa. So I'm going to the basketball game on Saturday, Tony. I've got second row right behind the basket, too. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Now, um, and you know do you Taylor think? Stevens, right? You know the I, I Taylor Stevens stuff. So I Googled yeah, it. Check, yeah, check out. Uh, I just retweeted. So she she went. She was actually at a hockey game, uh, and head coach Pete DeBoer was on the bench, and uh, he got nailed looking at her rack. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when he'd have she to be was right not, behind. Taylor sort of became famous. She became very famous for this because she. I think it was an L.A. King game. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was an L.A. King game in Los Angeles. What are you going to say, Tony? Uh, he's human. I mean, why wouldn't he have to look and take it all in? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at the video. Right Cam's enjoying the video. I, I just, there it is. Yeah. yeah Staples this is Center. Good stuff. There we go. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah we're going to look to distract the Washington uh, Wizards on Saturday. You think John Wall would like some of that? You think? You know who I know wants some of that? Tristan Thompson. Oh, Tristan. Tristan's yeah, got Tristan. other issues. My buddy's sister's a real smoke show. I'll tell you a story. When we were down. What happened? He said he'll tell us a story and then it get quiet. Yeah, That's you just hear music in the air. Oh. So this Taylor Stevens hangs it. Does she hang out with Pat Schwarzenegger? I don't know about Patrick Schwarzenegger. Are you ready and raring to go? Ready to rock. Tommy Bahama is uh, getting in here. So, uh, you know, Gabe, what do you think, Cam? Does Gabe hangs out with the elite? What happened to you? As we get all fired up here, I am not sure we are hearing the other men here. Um, let's get back to the NHL here. Um, my guy, Mike Florio, will yell in my ear uh, when we have this uh, situation resolved. Of course, you listen to Game Time Decisions right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, 4 to 7 uh, p.m. Eastern. One of these guys, every once in a while, you know, they're in Canada. and um, Well, right here, the Tony. Oh, they're back. They're better than yeah. ever. No, we, we were never gone. No, you were quiet, though. We were quiet. No, there's just a video of some playing. That's how it was. There was a bunch of like rave music that oh, started yeah, that stuff. And, rave uh, I'm music. Like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it, it was one of those videos. It was Taylor Stevens's video. Oh, okay. Wow. Like what the you, hell is? What the this? hell's going on? You <laughs> gotta be care. You guys gotta be careful. <laughs> what kind of videos are playing? Because some of those watched, might yeah, go over the, a, the air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was looking at you. You're looking at me. I'm like, I well, can't hear anything. It's, it's funnier. It was a funnier die video. So it's it's safe for work, Tony. Okay, I just want to make sure. It's all right. I'm I'm the HR guy here. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, we're doing well with that then. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you're you're the only one that causes problems. To be honest, like, I mean, like, if I was as the HR guy, like you're the only one we talk to, I'd be like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'd say you probably said about seven or eight offensive things. I don't know. I don't even want to move anymore right now. Like, this, no, that's a good point. I, don't I told wanna, you, but you was, see this stuff, Cap. I was going to come over, but the, basically we got a limbo line, but it's a it's a cord, and then the blue cord looks like a, a, a diamondback rattler ready to strike. There's a lot of cord, and then there's a vacuum cord right there. Yeah, the, the blue cord. The, the blue, blue cord is our main cord. cord. The blue cord's not working. Yeah. 
But the white cord is now. The blue cord died, man. We're going to send, for all the people out there in listener land, we have a we have one uh, uh, guru. His name is George. We're going to send George to Canada, and he's going to go look at Gabe's house, and then he's going to shake his head and say, Mike, uh, we've got some issues here. <laughs> You'd be surprised, Tony. <laughs> that, that's true in more ways than one. Uh, sp- speaking of issues, so I saw the only guy who saw this. Uh, I'd load the picture up right now, but I don't want to touch anything. Um, <laughs> but they're the Chicago White Sox, like, they've gotten, like, you know, they got 900 people to their game the other day. 974 people. 900 people? Yeah. 974 people. It was two days in a row that nobody went. And this is insane. I think this is us. We can take credit for this. And our boy Joss uh, sent the tweet about this. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimps. Outdrew the Miami Marlins this week. Amazing. That's that's amazing. That is amazing. I think it's all. I think it's all the promotional. Uh, you know, all the promotional the stuff- talk that we've given to Jumbo Shrimp over the last couple of weeks here. So if you guys want to come down, Thirsty Thursday they have at Shrimps Games. Ten bucks, Ooh. all you can drink. All you can drink? Is it alcohol or shrimp juice? No, alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, that's right. It's the, it's the cocktail sauce. That's and and cool. you know what happens? They shut it off after the seventh inning. And uh, the how much uh, is the, it? How much is it? Did you say ten dollars? All you can drink? What? So what yeah. does that include? What, beer, bar, bar rails, and beer? beer? Beer. Yeah, beer. Yeah, beer. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm not. God. I'm not expecting that they're making double vodka and crans. No, 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 jumbo hey, no. No, no. I said bar rails. Like I was talking about, like the Rikaloff, like the the, the well. <laughs> water vodka. No, beer. Not sure. Yeah. I'll take beer. $10, $10 all you can drink beer is a steal. Thirsty Thursday, they call is. it. Wow. The manager says you know it's I'm amazing. Saying? When you have to go to the mound before the seventh inning, you can't even, he says, you can't even hear the pitcher talk because everybody's so fired up and everyone, and after the seventh inning, no one's <laughs> left. Everybody's gone. Everyone leaves. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though, for $10... That's worth it for like uh, two drinks. For like no, for like winos and bums on the yeah. street to go yeah. there. It's actually yeah. cool. Yeah, like for ten bucks, you get blasted for the day. It's better than buying a bottle of cheap wine. Go to the baseball game. Except the only thing is, homeless guys are already outside all the yeah. time. So it's not like it's a perk. <laughs> spend a couple hours yeah. outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> they spend all their hours outdoors. <laughs> yeah, for like for. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> You're right, though. Well, you got a problem? Oh, Tony's offended. I'm making yeah. fun of homeless people. Yeah, you're making yeah, fun yeah. of the homeless people. I mean, come on. What oh, the like hell? That? I said, said, yeah, they spent. It's not a no, perk. you bring up a good point. You're spending, like, that cooking wine. Yeah, is, you, that if, cooking wine costs about six bucks a bottle. You might as well get all you can drink. It sounds like a value play. It's a good point, though. If you ever get, like, uh, sports tickets for a homeless dude, make sure it's for, like, a domed event. Great point. <laughs> yeah, the guy's already outdoors all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know. He wants to <laughs> feel something different. I was homeless, once, Tony. I can make. I can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived on the streets. He, he, did you live in a? Did you live in a car or just uh, on the streets? Uh, I, I briefly had a car, but uh, I only had access to the car on weekends. Really? Wow. <clears throat> only on weekends? Yeah. Is that when you got? Did you get good sleeping in in the car, or did you find no, a place? I no, yeah, I slept great in those days, Tony. <laughs> just like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I slept on the uh, on the stands of yeah. uh, Hollywood High School's basketball court. I used really? to shoot hoops. I used to shoot hoops all night. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. The basketball was my pillow. 
What did you think your free throw percentage was back then? So if Shaquille was homeless, he could have shot better free throws? I could beat Shaquille O'Neal in a free throw shooting contest if I was blindfolded and drunk. Really? <laughs> really? You know, that's I know a lot of shit about a lot of things, but I never thought about what is the average what is the average amount of sleep in a night for a homeless person? <laughs> uh, off and on. In the in the summertime, they probably get about three. I'm thinking two and a half, three hours tops. Depends what you're on, too. Like some stuff will keep you up for a few days, right? Then you then then once you, know you come down, then then you're getting your power nap. You know what's crazy in Vegas, man? There was a, some son of a bitch, sadistic bastard, was going around killing homeless people. Yeah, no, I saw the video. That's yeah, right. They I actually he got guilty, and they set him so up the with, cops, the, with the yeah, with the yes, yeah, Tony. The yes. cops put like a, a dummy, like it yes. looked real, and stuff. And they put a dummy in the area where this guy was striking, and uh, the guy just starts attacking this, you know, sleeping bag with a crowbar. Yeah. And Jesus it was nice to see Christ. justice serve, man. A bunch of cops came up and grabbed him, man. Yeah. He and was like, the worst. He went to interrogation. I, I, I thought I knew it was a mannequin. Yeah, sure he's, you yeah, did, he said he, sure And you the did. crazy thing is they couldn't charge him with that because he it's not a crime to hit yeah. a mannequin, right? Wow. Did they give him a beatdown at least? Oh, he went nuts. Absolutely bonkers. I think they got him for the other. Uh, yeah, they got him for other stuff too. There's a dude here at Toronto right now. He was the, uh, he was the mall Santa. That uh, they're fighting. Uh, they, he's killed about 19, 20 people. They've yeah. found about seven or eight of them so far. It's funny you mentioned that, Gabe. I know a lot of people in the landscaping business, and they're going yeah. to check out other like facilities that he used to work at and stuff like that. They they all talk, so they think there's uh, more bodies buried. How about at this, some other Tony? Sites. The guy was so sadistic, and it's kind of smart, but sadistic. He went to like a an older, like a senior citizen, uh, like uh, couple. They had a nice big house with a garden and everything. And he sort of befriended them, and he told them, hey, I'm in landscaping. Let me take yeah. care of your garden for you. No problem. I'm going to plant some flowers free of charge. And they're like, oh, this guy's our neighbor, so nice. Like, he lived down the street. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's so nice, and he's planting flowers. The guy was planting, like, body parts. Yep, exactly. So he planted the, the flowers, but he planted, like, body parts in their lawn. That's pretty. That's pretty good, actually. Right? You think about that. Like he probably justified. Like I'm doing some good for all the bad I've done. Look at yeah, these. Yeah, I might have killed flowers. 19 people, but I gave Mrs. Smith the best damn rose flower pot that she ever had in her life. But that's Great the way you life, think, or... right? That's the well, way you go, was thinking. Yeah, if I was his lawyer in court, I'd just say all he wanted to do was help old people in the neighborhood. I don't know where any of this body stuff's coming from. <laughs> Who's your favorite killer of all time? Oh, that's a that's a loaded question. My favorite killer. Killer of all time. Favorite killer. Yeah. yeah. The Allied troops in World War II. <laughs> what do you want? You know, what do you want me to tell you? What, the Unabomber? Yeah, Ted Bundy. I, 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 he, he, had, he, had a, he had a Ted Bundy had the great move though. The old uh, my legs hurt then, and then the crutch to the back of the head, and then the, then you're in the van. Well, I know if the, it's Republic, if you're Republican, it's Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> he he could have went with Robert Wagner. I mean, at least he kept working. Uh, Robert Wagner, I think, might be like a serial killer or something. This guy, like, how many people like? 
Every time there's like a missing anyone in Hollywood and Robert Wagner, you know, police want to talk to Robert Wagner about it. That's why I don't like going out with people on their boats. You know what? On like all, all sincerity, and I talked about this, I guess I'd have to say O.J. Simpson's my favorite murderer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You had an O.J. Yeah, shirt back in the day, yeah. right? Yeah, Free well, O.J.? You know, yeah, exactly. Like I said, you know, it was pray for O.J. Yeah, this is like before the trial started when he's being held, like leading into the trial. And I was in L.A. I'm living in Los Angeles. I'm in Hollywood. And every woman in the freaking Ralph's grocery store is giving me the evil eye. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell these chicks are all staring at me for, man. And giving me, you know. And uh, then finally one chick just said, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself wearing that shirt. He's a murderer. And uh, I was like, oh, this is why. It was like, but I was I was under the, you know, I needed to see the facts, Tony. Like, I, you know, I couldn't believe that O.J. did this at first. I was actually one of those people at first. Come on, man. He was O.J. You know, it's like it had to be a misunderstanding at first, you know. But once I saw the DNA evidence, even if Furman was a racist, it didn't change the fact that O.J. did it. <laughs> Furman. Yeah, Furman was a guy. He was a very interesting guy. I mean, he should be a guy. He'd be, he, if Furman owned a, like, website with that guy that was the basketball referee that was fixing games and Donaghy? gave out picks. Yeah, yeah, those two would be a great pair. Yeah, so uh, speaking of uh, speaking of distractions and Taylor Stevens, yeah, I guess people uh, people could hear what we heard. Like it was yeah, that's so what I was, uh, no, I was yeah, 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 I was trying to tell you. You were looking at me yeah. like I was like doing something wrong. I, I was, like, I, I swear, was like, I thought it was in master control. I blame Nando. I was like, Nando's doing something like <laughs> off air or something. I can hear. It, you you know? gave me some cut eye. I'm like, hey, I'm not doing nothing. Like my, my computer doesn't even make sound, man. <laughs> no, I wasn't blaming you. <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> Your computer's just for like, show. It's not even. Yeah, it's in. not even real. Yeah, it's, not, exactly. it's made of styrofoam. It's a cooler. <laughs> it's a cooler. <laughs> it's not even real. Yeah, so the jumbo shrimp uh, outdrawing the, the bar right now. I, 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 I'm really down with this ten dollar all you can drink plan. Hell, if we go to Jacksonville, that's the night you're going. I think we should yeah. just move to Jacksonville. I, I know it. It sounds better and better by the minute. I was thinking about Vancouver, maybe maybe Jacksonville. Jacksonville, you have even more money, man. Everything's cheap. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursdays. So, so Wednesdays. Wednesdays is a women's night at all the bars Ooh. out here, and they're either free drinks or they're a buck. So and is that so the night you, you go out? Free oh, you go a buck. Yeah, they a buck. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I go out. I like women with uh, you know, a few drinks in them. So what'd you say? You're gonna go to the basketball game this weekend, right? I'm thinking about it, but it didn't how much, play out. How much is it gonna cost? Oh, it no, it didn't play out because the Celtics aren't playing the Heat now. They played Milwaukee. Ah, oh, so yeah, you're not uh, you don't have the same no. interest. No. Sad. Uh, let's I wouldn't mind comparing actually. What the prices? Yeah, I want to see what which city it's uh, cheap. Oklahoma City, I think, is going to be the cheapest. The cheapest? One. Yeah. Why OKC? They don't have any other sports. Everybody should be there. Yeah. Ah, dude, what about Indiana? It's like, it's like 200 bucks for a courtside seat there. Like, it's cheap there. What's going to be expensive? Philadelphia? Yes. I'm going to yes. say Toronto. I'm going to say Toronto, Toronto and... Oh, Toronto had $46 seats on StubHub the other day. And the Warriors are going to be the most expensive ones. Are you kidding me, Tony? Martin no. He was saying that they cost 180 for the Yeah, season. no, no. Gabe, I don't know what the deal is. The people aren't uh, firing up out there. I'm going to bring it up right now. <laughs> it's not true. It's like Cam um, said he drank three Pepsis a day now. It's not true. Oh, it's uh, very true. 
Toronto Raptors, $96 seats. Yeah. You just said 46 That's yeah, a $50 it difference. It's a, it, Tuesday? Yeah, for a regular season game against Orlando on Sunday or something. No, no, no. I'm looking Eastern Conference Finals, game one, right? Game two is 88 bucks. No, that's $96 right now. Game two is 88 All right. Cleveland, $30. Indiana, Cleveland. Quicken Loans, cheap, cheap, cheap. Oh. The Wizards at Wizards, $29. <laughs> nice. $29. I just paid $289. Well, the ticket was bought, right? $289. I'm sitting in the second row, though, behind the basket. <laughs> 